we're gonna we're gonna do you want me to take any pictures during on your camera sure sure we're, we're we're live now we're doing a running start i, I like that best because i'm i suck at at uh, you know dramatic introductions uh what <laughs> hi welcome to the frito show yes oh i'm gonna i'm gonna use that for the next ones too i'm just gonna hi. cut it in welcome to the frito show hi Welcome Hi. to the Freedom Show. Here we are, live. With me today is Paul Payment. Live, 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 live. And Yanis. And Yanis. And Yanis. Yanis. We're going to turn this place into a giant mud pit. Mud pit, mud pit, mud pit. Mud pit. Hi. Well, welcome, Paul. I'm so I'm so, so thrilled you're here. Well, I'm so thrilled to be here, Frito. Mm. Mm. It's wonderful. It took us um, 15 years again to get you here. Or 15 to get years. 15 years. Yeah, 15. For, first time we met, I think. Uh, I no, think it's it, 15. It, no, it's was 12. Was it 2000, 2001? One. One ish, I think, yeah. Or two. So if we can count. No, I think it was 2002 because it was the year before I graduated. So that, that was... You know what? It had to be a little earlier because it was before 9-11. Yeah. It was yeah, before 9-11. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it was the, 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 the I say winter before... Before 9-11. 9-11. And that was 2011. <laughs> <I just, laughs> you tricked me there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that was two thousand one, right? September two thousand one. That's two thousand one. Yeah. So right. then it was February two thousand and one. Yes. Mm. February two thousand one. Because yeah. I remember uh, going to the states before and after, and I thought it was a lot nicer to go to the states after. They after nine eleven. They treated me a lot better at the airports. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because somehow they're there. Uh, maybe. May, well, this is maybe a stupid remark, but maybe they're go right ahead. This, this, is, this is going to be like three hours stupid remark from right. my side. So, and then I hope you, you have some intelligent stuff to say in between to Probably to, not. To, that's good. <laughs> but I think it, it might be because uh, you know, that shock somehow made a lot of Americans aware, okay, there's an outside of America. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and oh yeah, there's actually people outside there which, you know, have lives and do things and come travel here and, okay, let's... You know, let's treat we, like that. We tend to be very myopic in that mm. sense where but we not, think we're the only country that exists. Yeah, but not anymore that's mu that much, I think, as, as, as I yeah. experienced when I came there in 2001. Yeah. In, in fact, I just heard uh, a poll about a poll where they said that the, the, these, the, these more recent generations are less likely to see themselves as previous generations as mm -hmm. like you know that we dominate the world you mm -hmm. know that much more integrated in part of the world yeah and um, which i think is a great thing because we have to of course of course <laughs> right i mean but i also found it absolutely shocking that when george w bush was elected mm. that he had only left the country like two times yeah, yeah. that's you know that was a running joke i think here in europe <laughs> that was quite Quite amusing. How yeah. could that? How could somebody from such wealth and privilege only leave the United States twice? Hey, before he's like you know in his mid forties to fifty. Hey, he was busy painting. <laughs> Come on, you know. Yeah. Give him hey, credit for his dedication. Are you going to give him a show? I I, I absolutely would. <laughs> I absolutely would. Though the. the 
They are the funniest <laughs> paintings I've ever I've, seen. I've seen some of them. It's uh, yeah, well. What was the movie mm. with uh, Harold and Kumar? Go to uh, Guantanamo Bay, I mm. think. And uh, there's a, a little a part where there's supposed to be like a George Bush character in it, mm. and he gets high with with Harold and Kumar. Who are Harold and Kumar? They're like two comedians, two American comedians, and they did this movie. They did a couple movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're actually kind of funny, yeah. but there's one scene where they they go into George Bush's house and start stealing things. I think they're stealing something out of George Bush's house, and he goes, "Hey, dude, come on back, let's get high." And they start pulling out some joints and, and start smoking <laughs> with with, uh, with w- yeah with George W. <laughs> <laughs> Not the old man; he would be too grumpy. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually kind of like the old man though. Mm. I, personally, I, I thought. Uh, George He's a Bush puppet was. master. <laughs> you got the love, the puppet master. He is the um, the luminari, right? I- Illuminati. Illuminati, right? Whatever. Right, uh, right. Skull and bones. The skull and bones. Well, dude. They're part of that crew, I think. Oh, I think they all are, mm. right? I mean, it's a fraternity, you know, yeah. gone mad. Yeah. Well, they're definitely masons. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're definitely masons. Pardon. It's they're the highest level of Mason, right? Um, they're that. But, mm. you know, the thing I hate about being recorded is that means, like, I have to really think about my information. I can't just yeah, throw yeah, shit yeah. around. No, but <laughs> but as I said, I say a lot of stupid things. Uh, okay. I, on, on one previous podcast, I was corrected for, for saying, uh, um, you know, you know uh, the, the Frank Herbert's uh, Dune series? You know, no. it's like a famous sci-fi thing, but okay. I always call it June. <laughs> June, <laughs> like you know, somehow it was pronounced like that. So you know, I get corrected for things like that. Right. You know, and uh, nobody told me before, so it was the first time somebody it, reacted on it. It's it's Dune. D- it's Dune. Yeah. Okay. It's like a, you know a sand hill hill. Right. Do you uh, now was that also a movie in the mid yeah yeah eighties yeah. right? There, there was a movie. Uh, Lynch, Lynch made a movie. Da- it was David Lynch's Lynch, yeah. second movie. Yeah, that was pretty good actually. It's really weird, but it's. Pretty good. It, I remember when it came out. Hmm. I w- and uh, because I, when I was in high school, I was really into David Lynch. Yeah. And I, I loved uh, Eraserhead. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Eraserhead. I, I'm actually not sure. I, I don't think I It's have, a very actually. odd movie. Yeah. And um, I loved Eraserhead. And then Dune came out. Mm. And, and I didn't see it. But all the critics just completely panned it. They hated. Mm. They absolutely hated this movie. So I didn't go to, to see it. And then I think his third one was The Elephant Man. Mm. I, I didn't see that one either. I think it was The Elephant Man. Mm. But I, I, obviously that did a lot better. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much better than, than Dune did. But yeah. I, and you said Sting was in Dune? I think so. Who? Sting? Yeah, Sting, Sting was there. Yeah. Sting yeah. was in Dune? Yeah, yeah. he played was one of the characters. Was Tina Turner in Dune? Um... <laughs> no, I don't think. No. There was a yeah. No, she was in a Mad Max. What she oh, got? Okay, that's what. Oh, uh, what does she have to do with it? I don't. Do you get she it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. She was in, but she was in the Mad, the third, third Mad, yeah, 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 uh, like Thunderdome, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I mean was had to be really horrible. Yeah. I, even I wouldn't go see that. Well, I, I did see it. <laughs> I think I did too. I did see it. I, you know, but you've I, seen everything. I've seen everything, yes. yes. My I mean, proudest seen... moment is uh, American Pie Part 6. I didn't come through it, but... 
Oh, no, they get seven now. Are you kidding Yeah, me? no, I'm not oh kidding. Where do you draw the line? <laughs> well, <laughs> this was, this was def definitely something. This was so, so bad. <laughs> you know, it's on my top ten list of worst movies. Ever. What, what else is on that list? Not much yet. <laughs> Just that one so far. Just that one that's got the number one spot. Yeah, yeah. And two and three and four and five. And no, I'm really curious about that. Like, what what movies would you really hate? I mean... No, I don't hate it. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. No, no, I just it's think bad. it's a really, really, really bad movie. But, you know, okay. I mean... Come on, I mean, there's got to be far more bad movies than good ones. Mm. Right? I mean, and there are probably ones that, may, that we haven't seen. And there's a reason that we haven't seen them. Yeah. Distribution. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a lot of movies that we haven't seen that are really horrific. And but you know, I mean, there's a huge thing of movies, you know, of bad movies. Watching like B movies and stuff like that, and really, really enjoying those, right? Oh yeah. But but you know, there's there's bad movies and bad. You know, if a movie's bad intended, like these, you know, like oh the shark the, ones, the sh Sharknados. I haven't seen that one. I ha I ha I have it, so I can watch it, but I haven't seen it yet. But that, you know, movies like that, they're they're intended to be bad. You know, they don't they don't want to be. But that's you know, even brilliant movie. But that's okay. You know, so but see, you're you're even okay with that. Yeah, because that's intended. You know, and if you if you want to make a bad movie as intended, that's fine. But uh, if you try to make, you know, I think where it's get really interesting is when you try to make a, a good movie and you know you. Fail. You're sincere about it. Yeah, and you fail on all right. accounts. Um, what about do you like Ed Wood movies? Have you ever seen them? I, I heard about them. I might have seen them, but I don't. I don't think too much. Oh, they're no. they're uh, they're great. And and um, the um, Tim Burton mm. um, story of Ed Wood is fantastic. Yeah, he made a movie of it. Yeah, yeah, mm. with Johnny Depp, and and it's it's by far my be my favorite Tim Burton movie. Yeah, it's really really funny. If mm. you get a chance to watch, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, sure. If you watch that, you'll be inspired to watch Ed Wood movies. But that's the thing, you know, because he's so bad that you want to see it. Exactly. Know, right? But it's a different kind of bad. Oh, he's completely. It's sincere. not. It's not American Pie bad six because that's right. that's you know where you know I mean. Oh my god. Who who uh, makes these decisions to make these movies? The money machine. But the scary thing about that is, don't they know this is going to fail? They know, but they know that they'll make their There'll return. There'll be a they certain amount yeah, that they'll get back. Because they, you know, the last, this part six the, didn't cost anything. You know, or, well, maybe they lost on that one. But then they made the part seven where they got all the old characters in again. Right. And that, that was a reasonable movie again. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was as good as the first or the second or the third. And then, <sighs> what a, oh, man. It's killing me. I, yeah, I mean... It, it's shocking to me like why I, I don't get why they would hey. take why they make a risk on making a movie like American Pie 6 but then they pass on all these other scripts that might actually be really good mm. you know I mean but it's like the guarantee that they'll get something back I mean that's why all movies now have three or four or five uh, five oh. parts we were talking earlier about that the series start start to turn into movies but I think it's the yeah. reverse as well that movies start to turn into series yeah I mean you get the whole Marvel universe which is you know 20 movies long but or I don't know how many but but a lot I haven't seen a lot but you get all the Captain America's the you know you got the the, the Iron Man 1, 2, 3 4 soon the Spider-Man's 
Jag så no Aquaman. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, no Aquaman. They, they have this Ant Man they're gonna do now, right? Ant-Man? Ant like Ant. How could they pass on Aquaman no, and do Ant Man? I think they, or maybe they just killed the Ant Man. But well, anyways. <laughs> Whenever I think of Aquaman, the first thing that comes to mind is the Family Guy scene with with Aquaman. Some some guy is attacking a girl on the beach, and uh, Aquaman's in the water and he starts throwing. (laughs) If I could get out of this water, I'd come after you. Remember that one actually? So funny. But I I can't stand. any part two. I, I'll never watch part two of anything. So you didn't see Star Wars part two? <laughs> I, that's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> Which you one was that? Like uh, Emperor Strikes Back, I guess. You know what? Okay. Um, you probably got the only one that I saw. Because that came out after the original one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I saw the original one. That's it. The Batman. And I saw part two. But then... Oh, then yeah, they went. Batman, that's a good one. Batman. Oh no, I haven't seen any Batmans. No? No. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. Uh, not wow. even the Heath Ledger one with uh, whatever. Who's he? Heath Ledger? Isn't he the guy that died? Yeah, yeah, he died. Yeah. Okay, no, I didn't see He him. died because he went Don't too far him. in his role and then he just died. Or he jumped out of the building and he didn't, found out he couldn't oh, fly. Yeah, he, he I don't was, know. Yeah. He was, he, something went it was once. He was that movie, huh? Yeah. That's how the original Superman died. Hmm. He uh, he thought that he went crazy. Thought he was Superman and jumped out the window and oh, wow. didn't really fly. <laughs> oh wow! Ouch! <laughs> Somebody's gonna tell him. <laughs> Somebody's gonna break the news. But back to Batman. There's a TV series I think from the '80s where they really wear pajamas and stuff running around. Oh, it was like the '70s. Was it the '70s? Oh, the original. Oh my God. Oh, they're fantastic. Oh, they're brilliant. Yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah, with that worst. I don't know how they called all, all these actors, but I, I, I watched. Yeah. Oh, it's watched brilliant. Growing up, yeah, yeah. It, you know, if you want to see a really good one, watch the Batman movie with the original cast with yeah. Adam West. I don't even think I've seen. Oh, it's so freaking hysterical. Yeah, to- yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. man. I, I mean, I might even put that in my top 50 favorite movies of oh, all time. Yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> it Definitely watch that one. Mm. There's a great scene where, uh, where Bat... Th- there's a, they, they're out on a, like on a pier, yeah. you know, and there's like a building on the pier. And they somebody reports that there's a bomb on there. Yeah. So they run over and they find it, you know, and it's got like a giant fuse coming out of it. Yeah, so it yeah, looks yeah. like a bowling it, ball with a big fuse. The entire movie, the fuse is going. It actually, yeah, yeah. it actually looks like a bomb. <laughs> yeah, they actually, right. And finally, they finally make it look like a bomb. So Batman and Robin come out and they grab it and they go to throw it off the pier. And right as they run over to the pier, they, they look off the pier and there is, um, there, there's um, like a, a couple of little ducklings floating in the water. So they can't do it there. Yeah. So they turn the corner and they go, go to run around this other side. And there's like a group of nuns over there. Exactly. Oh, God, it is so fun. And then right after he sees the, uh, the nuns, he goes, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> oh it, it's a must-see. Um, you definitely have to see it. I, I once saw this compilation of, of the, the shots where they're climbing a building 
Oh yeah. Yeah, where the Batman and Robin are climbing buildings and that must be on YouTube, right? Yeah, 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 of course, and and it was hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah, mm. that. But that's the thing, you know, like the, the whole Batman thing turned into you know the Dark Knight and 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 beyond. It got yeah. it got really dark actually yes, much yeah. more. And, you know this. It's not even the same Batman, right? N- Wait, what was the car? Wasn't there an uh, like an early '90s one with a car that the the Batmobile that you know? One of the first two. All of them have that now. Yeah, I think they all did. But what about the the, the, the initially they were supposed to be dark because the comic book character was very dark. He Mm. wasn't really. He wasn't a a roly poly guy Mm. like the '60s TV series, like Adam West. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I love that stuff. But I no, I, I haven't watched any any of the um, of the, the, the X Men stuff or any nah, superhero. If you've seen one, thing. you've seen them more or less all. But uh, that's why mm. I I, I it, have, it bears no interest on me whatsoever. It's interesting. To, yeah, none at all. And and really, I find it kind of interesting that it's captured the like the world the way that it has. And all I can think of is that the we're kind of like looking at this in a metaphoric sense that we're looking like we all want superheroes or pardon me or, or um we all want um the story you, that goes on no, I, I, no i'm thinking of um uh superpowers we all yeah. want to have these superpowers or these talents that are developed into superpowers mm. you know uh, that's all i can think of like why why is this it, it, it can't be pure escapism but but aren't you doing that with your work too? Well, Honing gee. your skills into superpowers. Huh? I, I, <laughs> well, thanks for saying that. For you. I don't know what superpowers because uh, when I'm painting, I'm going like, fuck, shit. <laughs> 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 I'm just swearing the whole time. Yeah. Like God, I hate this. Oh, this painting sucks. Uh, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. <laughs> and you take months making these, right? Yeah, so I'm yeah. I'm doing that for like an entire month. Yeah, eight hours, eight hours a day. Eight hours. Motherfucker! What did I say? Why? Why what? did I make it this big? No, yes. I'm just kidding. No, I do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, and but you can't make it smaller. That's the problem. No, no, no. In fact, I I really love making the bigger paintings. Mm. I really, really have fun. I um, earlier today I was envisioning um, like one of the ones that I'm going to be showing, one yeah, of the watercolors, yeah. like the size of this wall. Yeah, I was yeah. like sitting here thinking, wow, that would be, that would be really great, great right yeah. there. Have you ever considered even go bigger? Like you know, like yeah, like like uh, I, yeah, I would love to do it. Like the side of a building. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. that would be that'd be awesome. Mm. Um, but that would that would. Wouldn't that completely change your, your technique or your, your... I don't know. Um, it, it's really funny you say that because it, that actually came up once. Mm. Um, it came up a couple of years ago. I was on a short list of artists to do a public commission mm. in San Francisco. And uh, it went up in front of the committee. You know, my proposal went up in front yeah. of the committee. And the, the committee really liked it. But then it went back to the architects. So, mm. you know, the, the committee was like, yeah, we, we're going to forward this to the architect. Mm. The architect saw it and went, no way. This is going to be overpowering my building. Oh, wow. Which is pretty <laughs> I, Like, I had never considered that before. Yeah. 
you know but I mean I, I think in the but I didn't know what the building was going to look like yeah. you know I had I had a few drawings of it and, and that was it yeah and try to work off of something like that but art uh, yeah architects don't get they also don't have a sense of humor mm. no, these, these a, lot of them, a lot of them do but um, uh, you know, these star architects I think a lot of architects and there, there's happily there's a lot of exceptions to it too but uh, a lot of architects they you know they want to make a piece of art which bears their name instead of right. instead of uh, the brilliant orange book I was uh, mm-hmm. reading you know you, you, of course. you, you know, the first time you gave it to by me, David Winner yeah, the first time you gave it to me was in two thousand one. That's when we talked about it already. It was because it was just out then, and you were—I think you were reading it back then already. Two thousand seven. No, it's out in two thousand two thousand one. It's a. I didn't give it to you until two thousand seven. Okay. You know the reason I know it because I know it's two thousand seven is because I was reading it in France, and I was there in the two summer okay. two thousand seven, and that was the year that you moved to Norway. Yeah. 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 So I, well, I, I remember giving it to you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really Cause, well. Cause I, think I remember I, the conversation. Yeah, because I, I think I read, because uh, I recognized uh, some of the first parts, but I, I know I didn't read it all the way through. But okay. where we were talking about architects, you know, uh, they were talking about total architecture. You yes. Know, where, where they were t- comparing uh, Schiphol, the airport in the Netherlands, to total football. Yeah. You know, where, where um, and that actually Schiphol was a successful one. Compared to to uh, of total of total architecture. Yeah, yeah, because they, they you know they have to uh, switch position uh, all the time. You know they of function yeah. and and space and and uh, you know they have they manage to design a space in in an impossible country with with too much people too, I didn't know too that. little space. They they actually it's it's the only airport built on a previous uh, I say. Um, Battle or like ship battle? I say what? Really? Yeah. Ship marine battle thing. What does ship mean in Dutch? Uh, sh- ship like ships fighting. So that's exactly what ship means. No, no, no. Ship is oh. that that you just misunderstood what I said. But oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice word. Yeah. Uh, no, like a, like a, a marine battle. How do you how do you call it? Like a battle like, on the sea. Um. Oh, that's a naval battle. Yeah. So it's the only, at, according to to the brilliant orange, it's the only airport built on a naval I believe side. that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which is quite mind-boggling to wrap your mind around. You, you know, it, it functions really well. That yeah. airport That's functions incredibly it's, well. It's it's made, because you, you, you know how I read it there and how I also experienced it through the years, you know, like airports before were dreary places where you didn't want to you know, yeah. find debt because it was just boring and you're sitting Institutional. And now, and now they're basically shopping malls with uh, an extra function which is flying right yeah and and uh, you know and they I think Schiphol was one of the first who really honed that to the to the you know to the total experience when was it when was Schiphol built you know I, I don't dare to say we'll that. have to look this up I don't dare to say that no. during our commercial break during, during our commercial break um, of all these fabulous commercials that's right Wait, and by the way, um, what is the beer that we're drinking tonight? This is Friedeland. Friedeland. It is um, it's a wonderful beer. It's um, a pale ale. It's a pale ale. It's the only beer that I've, I've had so far since being in Oslo. Oslo, yeah. And it's, it's absolutely wonderful. So if you can find it, go have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for us. No, back to you, Frida. <laughs> 
I no, I, I really I love that beer. Mm-hmm. But back to oh shoot, back to Brilliant Orange. Brilliant Orange. Brilliant Orange. Um, I love the book, by the way. It's a brilliant book, isn't it? It's a brilliant book, and it's 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 uh, well, in short, it's a reflection on on Dutch society through the eyes of football. Um, and written, but and written by a Brit. Written, written, written by a Brit, and but describing basically a, a, a nation, how it functions, how it dysfunctions. I see. I I look at it as a very, and and I think even the author thinks of it as being very heroic too. I mean, it, he, he it, really the, admires the Dutch. You can tell. It, yes, he he does. But there's a there's an underlying critic in there that you know. I mean. Uh, and uh, you know, I had conversation with people where where business deals fell through because they were just too hard negotiating. They they were too interested in the form of negotiation and not uh, interested enough in closing the deal. In the content? The oh, really? Yeah, in 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 you know the, in the kill or in the. Uh, hmm. So they. So there there is a you know it it is a it's beautiful form but it, it doesn't always uh, end in results. And that's what I that that's what I really recognize from from being Dutch and, and being from there. And that's also probably why I've you know moved away from there. I you know I I I admire the Dutch so much. I absolutely love I love the country. I love the way people think there. Mm. You know, like all the things that are in Brilliant Orange. I really love those things. Mm. I I it to me I'm so impressed that a a country that's that small. Has been able to not only survive but thrive and put a mark on on a lot of things. Oh, absolutely, and and doing it in um, very difficult circumstances. Yeah. You know, I was uh, it's the attitude that's uh, I think uh, that I love the Dutch spirit. Mm. You know, I and I admire it intensely, and and as an as an artist, I really admire it as well. Mm. But I've heard that a lot of those things. Uh, about Dutch people, there's kind of like an uh, like we an we talked about yeah. yeah that there's definitely an erosion in it, mm. and I I felt a little bit of that. Um, we're there now, yeah, because yeah. yeah, you were in Rotterdam for a month doing a residence at Kausalis at Kaus uh, Kaus Kaus no Ka- Kaus no Kaus Australis Kaus Australis yeah. yeah. What did, I, I I've been dying to ask them what that means. I, it rings a bell, but I I I, I, I don't even know what the reference is. There is a reference for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's an amazing place. So, yeah, mm. we were there for a month. Mm. Uh, we did a residency there. Uh, the studios are they were, yeah, oh, insane. Yeah, away, yeah. It was beautiful. Really nice. And, you know, in, in addition to it, they're incredibly well run. Yeah. And um, a place like that, because it is so coveted, yeah. it could be very, very stuffy. Yeah. And it is the absolute opposite of that. It's about as laid back as you could possibly get. Yeah. But but not in this in uh, not in a, in this messy way. But really, I you know I, I really enjoyed right. coming there. I really yeah. enjoyed you know because it was, uh, yeah, it was a it was a laid back. Not because hey we want to be laid back, but a laid back because you know we got the basics in order and we got you know we got the yeah control uh, uh, over things in a, in a positive way and right. we can run it from there very I, th- I think what you're describing is their experience and their confidence mm. that they have you know that you can yeah. they've been doing this a long time yeah. and they're very very good at it yeah. and um, you know I mean I came in maybe a little bit more uptight 
you know, <laughs> you know and, and they they really put it they put me at ease mm. you know I wanted to make I mean, sure so, I mean it's not strange you're coming from half across the globe to yeah. to a place and you know have to work there and of course you're going to be you know a bit tense of this yeah. what you're going to expect and how, how things because these things can turn into nightmares oh, know, yeah. in a heartbeat of course but they yeah they were uh, everybody there e- even the, the people that were staying there were incredibly nice mm. But I've got to tell you, I'm really happy to be here yeah. <laughs> in Oslo. Oslo. I'm very happy to be here. This is such a great place. Yeah. It's always cool to come to a, to a place the first time. Yeah. I think, you know, because where, where, where you still can't see almost any of it, you just get like glimpses or pricks. Of That's exactly what we've had so far. Mm. Um, I mean, even, even the first glimpse I had was when we were flying over the North Sea. Yeah. And uh, I looked out the window. <laughs> I couldn't believe, you know, coming from Holland, where everything is it's very tight, yeah. it's very linear, you know, very small, very orderly. Coming here, it was just like a vast, like yeah, you, vast got a, you got a messy coastline. You got uh, a forest as far as the eye can see. You yep. Got, yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. And then um, now, it was really interesting because when we were back at Schiphol. Everything was very orderly back there. I mean, mm. we had a little bit of a problem because there was a flight canceled yeah. um, at the airport. So we stood in the line for like an hour and a half. Yeah. But, but then once we got here, I was expecting the same type of airport. Yeah. And no. there was absolute chaos. <laughs> there wasn't there. Yeah, if you I come mean, in, in the luggage hall, it's, oh. it's, it's madness. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's complete madness. Yeah. Especially now because the Norwegians go on holiday all at the same time. So now it's holiday season, oh, so it was just, I mean, it was just packed with people. Because that's right, you were there a couple hours later. Uh-huh. And it was absolutely, and, and the luggage, there's just like so luggage. all those people, there was like luggage away from the walls to, yeah. to yeah. two suitcases deep at least all around the walls. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, we, we really had a hard time finding uh, the, the boxes. Yeah, because they everything. were huge. And they were huge. Oh. Oh. Yeah. We we just I mean we were in that place for a long time yeah. you know and, and the whole and, and I was starting to get really claustrophobic yeah. and I really had to like take deep breaths while I was in here you know because there's just like kids there. running by me you know ah. uh. but um and we, luckily we made it out of there mm. oh, also if I can jump back to Schiphol yeah. it was a use for a civilian use uh, after the First World War civilian it was used for civilian use after the First World yeah. War. Oh, okay, but before that, it was a battle. It was an air force base or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and, oh, it, okay. and it was, and it was. I mean, the, the naval thing was, I think, way way back. Uh huh. So, yeah, it, it yeah was like nineteen. But uh, uh, they expanded, I think, maybe in the nineties. Hmm. I guess maybe. I went. I was there. I, the I'm f- just guessing, so I don't. I don't really know. My my very f- the first time I came to the Netherlands was in 1990, mm. and I remember getting off the plane there and being really impressed immediately. Mm. And I would think that every city would really want to spend a lot of money on their airport. But to go back to these star architects, like uh, Paris yeah. with Paris, uh, you know, uh, Paris de Gaulle, or whatever yeah. they call their Charles airport. de Gaulle. Yeah, you know, that's all about showing. Oh, we are the French. We are the, yeah. the fabulous, and you know, and and it's a it's it's a nightmare to navigate through that area. Yeah, it's you know, not the same with Heathrow. It's you know in London. Yeah, it's it's also. I mean, it works, but you know you. But it's not amazing. The funny, the the most like the the funniest airport I I encountered was 
in Qatar, uh, in Doha. Yeah. It's huge. You know, there's nobody there, and and it's huge. We had to drive, I think, for 20 minutes with a bus to from the plane to the to the hole, and it's just. Whoa. You know, it's in the desert. It's huge airplane which you know so like I, where I the runaway was was com- like you had to take a, 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 bus, a bus from, from there from where we get out of the plane to the hallway it took us like 20 minutes wow. to get there and yeah i mean if you think if you think about it most air I, I i think a lot of airports they have so much traffic that they really can't it, it's very difficult for them to do construction on them no, but that for that reason, you uh, also is constricted now. But but uh, Amsterdam, they or Schiphol, they uh, they yeah they went from like sixty million passengers a year to like thirty six or something million wow. passengers a year. You know, and 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 you know we have these layers. You so you get out of the plane. You don't take any buses nowhere. Right? You mm-hmm. get out of the plane. You get into the hall. You're you know you're at your luggage in no time. Then you're going like a level lower where all the shops are where you you know and then you go level lower where you hop on a train anywhere to Netherlands so it's yeah it's incredibly know, it's, efficient it's only designed as you know with with function in mind and and in a flexible way that they could that they can shift functions around and and uh, it's total total airport and I think uh, ah, there. Oh. hello Melette come in hello we have a, a new addition to the podcast all right Merette is here We've got a beer crate with a cushion on it for you. And there's a cold, cold beer in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah, br- yeah sure. Um, the, the other airport that I've been to that I thought was as kind of beautiful and, and well-designed, the Munich airport. I've never been there. But Very nice. The most unimpressive airport I've been to was the one in LA. I was so let down. LAX. LAX is yeah. like the most... I mean, you, yeah. you, go out of the, you go out of the airport, you're like in some kind of small hall, and then you're on the street. Yeah. You're like, uh... How did this happen? Uh, what, what happened? Where's my welcome? <laughs> Where's my, you know, red carpet? Or yeah. yeah. It, 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 have you been... Well, you've been to Kennedy then too. Mm. The JFK in, in New York. Kennedy was nice because I came in Kennedy with a big box of art. And, and I thought, are they going to stop and search me? They, they just let me through and everything was fine. And, you know, I talked to some of these, these uh, how do you call the people working there? Like the, the security Oh, the, uh, what, what are they called? Oh, the security the t- people? TSA. T- the TSA. No, yeah, yeah no, I think this wasn't TSA. This was uh, um, the, I said, uh, uh, beyond, like. Beyond TSA? Beyond TSA, not the people, uh, people in actual uniforms. Um, in Dutch, you would say the douane, like the, I, I have. I thought they anyways, were TSA, but they anyways, were. these people. You know, I chatted with them, and they almost wanted to come to to um, to the to the show I was doing. And, uh, <laughs> Get out of here! Yeah, really? I had a super nice conversation with them. I, I, I've never been treated so nicely on an airport. Wow! Uh, no, I I I think um, LAX. You're absolutely right. Is I think it it functions pretty. Because well. you think you come to a twelve million city, yeah. right? You think okay, this. This must be it's going to be spectacular. Right? It's, like, it, it's a we're, little unspectacular. We're talking about airports. Yeah. This is the first time on the podcast we're talking about airports. All right. And and <laughs> see my I I think entrance ways, they're very important places. You mm-hmm. know, it's like whenever you go into a building or a house, I'm I'm really big into like 
not into feng shui necessarily, but they there's a lot of good concepts I think with feng shui. But mm. but like just that what that impression leaves yep. and what it gives to the person that's coming into the house or yep. into that that entrance, what it does, and and actually that's what I was thinking about for this show too. Is I, I was really thinking about how people were going to experience because the gallery is so small. Yeah. How they're going to experience from the outside. Yeah. And make that like really give a lot of impact. Yeah. Or the, the you know the the best I can do. Yeah. For that. Um, so I hope it works. But I would also think that airports would do, be doing the same thing. Yeah. But the only my my theory behind it is that they must they must just be outdated. They must be incredibly expensive to uh, to update. And you have to update them constantly. And you have to update them constantly. And and think about how much more common air travel is now than it was oh even But 10 or 15 years ago. The first time I flew was to LA. It was the first time I ever was on an airplane. Nice. Mm -hmm. And I was first, I was 20, I was 21, right? Yeah, I was my, I was 18, 19. Yeah. The first time I ever got into it. My son has flown to the other side of the world already, and he's not even two. Or you know, before he was two, he already was you know in several countries in the world. Well, think about how how like these generations that these the younger generations are going to be experiencing the world because of that. Mm. Now, I also find Janice has an interesting opinion on this because <laughs> her dad worked for American Airlines when oh, she was wow. a kid, yeah. so she flew all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. first yeah. class, first class all the time as a as a five year old as a four year old. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like from from a start, yeah. yeah. But that's an exceptional uh, yeah. Well, yeah. standpoint. You, I mean, you you were the only one uh, back then, you know. And, and, but that's kind of, of the my point. Friends well, well, were, yeah, yeah. yeah. And nobody even took vacations half the time, you know. Hmm. And in addition to that, too, the way that people dealt with traveling at that time was really different. I, I mean, you would get dressed. To well, fly. we had to because he's an employee. But still, people yeah, people back then dressed yeah. to fly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was a much like more formal occasion. Or something, you know, really nice dresses and like, mm. or dressing for work. You know, yeah. Nice yeah. Yeah. That's and the funny. way that you acted, I, I remember she told me all this. The yeah. way that you had to act on the plane was like a little bit different. Again, I mean, you're representing American Airlines, but yes. you're also, uh, I, I think it went back. I mean, it was different than than it is now. I just read that they they had the more air disasters in 1971 oh, really? was than any other year in history. It was oh, 1971 wow. and 1973, mm -hmm. and I want to know what those events were. That I mean, why? What caused those years to be like such exceptional uh, exceptional disaster disaster years? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that must have been the the year that they. Uh, uh, but that was oil crisis, so people were cutting down on maintenance, and you know that's that's always a sure fix to mess things up. Yeah. That would be my first guess, but I mean, it was a little bit before that, though. It was a little bit before the nineteen yeah, seventy. Was, was a little bit before the oil crisis. Seventy three, four wasn't. I, I, I'm. It, it was. I, a, I, like you, I, I don't have any dates or things. I'm fifteen years older than you. Yeah, but yeah, no. I, I mean, just historic dates are. Or uh, I don't have my facts uh, straight. So every once in a while, I just align events. Mm. You know, it's like I connect the dots in my mind. <laughs> Me too. Or how old that's, that's the only way I remember things like that. It's just, I do this mental connecting of dots. Mm. What was I doing at that time? 
oh, you know. Yeah, you When Elvis died, I remember being at Mark Gilbertson's house in his garage and hearing it on the radio, you know, things like that. So I had to be, I had to be in fifth grade, which would have made me like 10 years old, yeah. 10 or 11 years old at the time. What were you doing in 9-11 then? Uh, I was in bed. Hmm. I, w I was getting up. I was getting up and I was yeah, going it was to pretty Cyprus. Really in LA, right? Yeah, it was yeah. morning. It was like yeah. as if you're going to work. Yeah, mm. and um, and then I got a phone call telling me about it before yeah. I actually turned on the television. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I didn't see the first. Wait, no, I did see. I didn't see the first plane crash. I saw the second plane crash. I didn't see the first one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my God, what an event! But then with this recent one. The the one um, with was that a, it was Malaysian a, Air wasn't Malaysian Airlines with a lot of Dutch people, which was presumably shut down by the Ukrainians with help from the Russians. And and, and that's the I think the common okay. So thing now. what about you? How do you respond to that? I, I think that's a fair oh, fair thing. I thought I But, was waiting for a conspiracy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I I actually haven't read on uh, up on this conspiracy about it, but I I presume. Uh, I think you know that everybody's involved. Everybody, if, if you go into the everybody's yeah. involved, right? Of course, because I mean, the whole war in the Ukraine, this this kind of picking of countries, it's uh, uh, you know when 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 powers get too big, like America mm -hmm. or Russia or all these you know China, the stuff, big ones, they can't fight a straight war anymore. So they have in you know they have, they need indirect wars to release their tensions, mm -hmm. and so the Ukraine is one like that. Because I mean it it. The Ukraine, it's all about oil and pipelines and stuff like that. Hmm. So, you know, who controls the pipelines? Who controls the, the, you know, the gas? They, you know, of course, the Americans and the, or the big oil companies uh, want to cut off the lines from, from, from Russia to Europe. And most of them go through the Ukraine. Or a lot, some a lot of them go, go through lot, Yeah, I, I think. I mean, as I said, I have no facts straight here. So, I mean, don't, don't <laughs> You're quote like me. me. Yeah. Don't quote me anything. Pulling stuff out of your ass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nonetheless, I, you know, and uh, so it's, a, it's an oil war, like, like Iraq was, like, uh, like any really? of those. Yes, of course. You, you oh, I, like, I don't know a lot about it. I mean, just the little bit that I've watched and read. I mean, it's not about independence, or do, do you think that Russia is trying to claim the Ukraine back? You know, they make use of an uh, internal conflict. They amplify. They give them the means and the the things to you know actually, you know, make them believe that it can be real. And of course, you know, it it's you know that's politics. It's a complicated game. You know, you you um, and and you burn yourself now and again, like because mm -hmm. I think they were thinking they were shooting down. I mean, this was the. Uh, what came out pretty fast is one of these commanders from the Russian troops said, "Hey, we took down an uh, uh, I say uh, uh, transport uh, plane." Yeah. yeah. You know, and I saw the, I saw the video. Did we hear recording? Yeah, we we yeah. we watched the or yeah we did. It was I think on a couple CNN of them. Well, some but, people also said that that's like put together from other things. But oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Well, it could be yeah. the other thing, but I mean the thing is Russia has a track record of of uh, planes disappearing. Um, yeah, you were there when, uh, I just recently heard that, uh, wasn't Mari who told like the, the, yeah, she read an article about um, that the Polish prime minister died in the airplane because of, with, oh, with a lot yeah. of people on the oh, way to yeah. Russia mm -hmm. and the Russians just made it, you know, I mean, they, they just 
they they treated all the bodies really bad you know information was basically withheld they got a yeah. copy of the black box instead of the black box and you know so i mean and sure their if, parts deleted from it yeah yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> Gee, nobody will ever expect anything yeah, and and they know they get away with it because nobody nobody you know wants to make a fist uh, towards russia because you know i mean don't you think everybody's afraid no, it's not. A, it's well. It's, yeah, they're not afraid of Russia, but they're afraid of escalations. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, Putin. To be honest, you know, as we, you know, he might be a sociopath, which you know, which which you need to be in that position because otherwise you can't, mm-hmm. you know, keep it running. And uh, uh, you know, he's a he's a bad motherfucker, but he probably does a lot of things right too. I don't. I you know. I've never yeah. been to Russia. I don't know how the situation is there. I don't know how. I don't know Putin personally. I know you know he. He puts up a big finger to Europe and, and, and America and um, yeah, and, but that's that's the same thing with uh, if if you think about the nine eleven thing, that was also a realization. Okay, yeah, we we messed up the world in so many ways. Nobody, somebody does us something back. You know, if it's an intern job, which you know, which which is some of the conspiracy, for example, uh, you know, to uh, you know to frighten the own population right. into a war or whatever to make to make money to make, you know gain control whatever and in the Kennedy days though the, the there's actually reports or there's actually uh, I say papers where a conspiracy similar to that where they wanted to blow up a plane and blame it on the Cubans and attack the Cubans this was a plane you know this That's was the plan this was a plan and there's there's documentation of this that this actually wow. happened this came out you know so uh, wow. uh, and and Kennedy actually stopped that, and you know that's one of the many reasons you know the conspiracy around Kennedy is so big because you know he he stopped a lot of things which pissed off a lot of people and and right. and you know because he said hey we're not gonna we're not gonna and the plane nobody would be really on it but uh, yeah you know. hmm. but uh, you know what what you know okay what about the, the this is. I, I need to know if how much of a conspiracy theorist you really are. Um, and this is always the definitive subject. Mm. Moon landing. Oh. Moon landing, <laughs> moon landing is... Uh, 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 it's, it's, the flag wasn't blowing. There's yeah. no wind on the moon. So why was no, the no, wind... No, no, no. It's, it's been proven... It, it's been proven real. Kind of. And... Uh, 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 yeah, I, I, I'm not too interested in that story. But, really? Yeah. But I, Is I, it kind of old news? Well, you know, in the end, it doesn't. My, my whole underlying theory, in the end, it doesn't matter what happens. It matters what we believe that happens. Oh, absolutely. Because I, I that, yeah. that shapes. I want to believe it happened. That, I think, we, I think uh, mankind I, went to the moon. I think sure. it. I, of course, I, I believe it happened. I, was, I wasn't born, so I don't know. I, you know, everything can be fabricated before that. You know, you could be. Before you know, that? You know, yeah. yeah. I could, could just dematerialize. Yeah. He's like, ha ha, yeah, moon landing was real. We <laughs> saw it on TV. There was no TV back then, but hey, moon landing was real. We I believe virtually everything I read. Same, same. Until... <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I, I'm partly serious, you know, because uh, I don't care if it's, if it's it's real or not, you know? Uh, what, I think what's... No, you more, kind of like everything what's that's around it. What's much, what, what is much more interesting is, okay... 
what kind of repercussions has it if it's real world? Well, how do people react on it? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if they and what 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 are people choosing to believe? Because the okay. other thing is, you know, if you know, okay, uh, 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 you because know, believe is a tool. Mm -hmm. You know, it's pretty powerful. If you tool. if you get people to believe in your in your side of the story, you know, you can you wield power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If so what's a belief? Um, uh, I had a nice equation not too long ago I, about belief. Okay. Belief is not the same as truth. Oh, absolutely not. You're right. And we, yeah, it, but it, it, it is. no, but 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 listen, listen. Uh, it sounds it sounds very you know simple. Yeah, of course. Ha 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 ha. But if you really think about it, you know how how many beliefs do you have which you actually think are truth? Well, you know, even I have. But a belief is is just a deeply held thought. Right, I mean, one one that that you've challenged with your intellect, with your mind. Maybe other people have, but or, or maybe you've chosen not to challenge it, mm. but you hold it very deeply. Mm. It's a thought that you hold very deeply. That's mm. all a belief is. Mm. So I don't necessarily think it has to do with truth, but truth is, comes in a lot of different ways because you can talk about subjective truth. Mm. It yeah. could be. I, it might not be. I you know I believe Santa Claus exists. <laughs> I went to the souvenir shop and they had pictures of them. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like you don't have to believe it. You know something is true, then it's not a belief anymore necessarily because it's Well, a fact. even even that's debatable, I think, because yeah. you know, if you, if you look at, at science, you know, science is, you know, we thought the world was flat and yeah. we found out it's not and now, you know, now what we find, you know, like the the we went to links the other day and there was a performance by Peter, I don't um I forgot his last name. Peter from New York. Peter from New York. Good guy. He did a performance where he was talking about multiverses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is a it's which is a uh, um, like a theory, let's say like that, which gains popularity. You know, I see it popping up more and more, and and uh, that doesn't mean it's true. It just replaces another idea of how reality is shaped than we think, and and the other thing. Uh, uh, I think also you know another possibility is, uh, within reality or within truth is that several truths can live simultaneously even if they contradict. Well, and this, is, but this that is, but that's subjectivity, right? Uh, because that's you experiencing maybe the same event that I experience from a different point of view. Your point of view can, doesn't no, negate mine. No, sure, sure. But then, <laughs> right. let, let's let's bring it to another level. You know, on a on a I say on a quantum level. Okay. Things could be really messy. You know, like uh, matter appears and disappears out okay. of nowhere. And this is this is on a quantum exactly, level. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, uh, you know, uh, um, yeah. I'm gonna say a lot of stupid things again. So people are gonna, <laughs> but that's okay. But you know, on a on a quantum level, things your know, matter appears and disappears in, in you know it. It can. No, it does. It does. You know, it does. You know, like like an electron can appear and disappear, and it's a random event. You know, and well, can, now and it, according it, to quantum physics, that it can appear in one place and be in some place else at exactly that same yeah, time. Yeah, and that doesn't negotiate the truth that we we experience time linear. Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't understand so, the whole so, quantum time. No, me neither. Me neither. I, I want to look into that a little bit more. Yeah. But nonetheless, right. I know it's different than what we experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that means two truths. Yeah, because our our experiences are truth too. Even yeah, you might no, say you can't, no, you subjective can't. truth, but it's subjective but, truth. You but can't in a in a larger you know in a larger scale you know I mean rocks don't pop out 
and into existence. They don't. Mm-hmm. They're more or less stable. Even rocks are moving very slowly because all the, the all the all the atoms, yeah, you know, are moving and they slide. They move a certain direction slightly, but it's it's so slow we will never mo- notice because we're uh, sorry we're on a different speed level. Right. Yeah. And uh, so 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 fundamental truth, you know, which are somehow contradicting can can exist next to each I th- other. I think same. like if you if you use the word truth, you also have to define it. Oh wow. It's I think true, right? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. Well, <laughs> but I do exactly. think that you have to define what you mean. By what by what truth is does that mean? Uh, I mean, when you're when you're talking about truth, it always comes in a binary because there's got to be a falsehood involved in it, right? Hmm. Well, the, you know, let's say gravity is a truth, which has been proving in proven in many ways. You know, we can't we can't we experience throw gravity. Away. You know, yeah, we, we experience, experience gravity. gravity because of rotation, because of you know forces at play and stuff. You know, we. We can walk on the earth, you know. That's mm-hmm. the truth. Um, but, but the theory of gravity is a theory. Still, it can't necessarily be proven. We experience it, but it's but it's still a theory. It's on a theoretical level, right? Because it's science that is explaining it. Mm. Is right? Yes. It's still science. I that, so yeah. So I mean. It's still a theory, and it's it's through a scientific method that the theory has been explained. But but the causality, you know, which is explained, you know, like okay, if you fall down a tree, you fall, you don't mm-hmm. fly away, right? That causality, you know, appears again and again. Okay, some days something can happen that you know you'll flow away, but but so I'm, far I'm hoping for that too. So far, our truth is if you. You fall down a tree, you fall. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely right. And 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 so I think the truth is where it's uh, where you can't negotiate it anymore. You know where you can't say, okay, you know, yeah, sometimes you fall down, but you know, like this one time you fall up. Even even in a theoretic, because okay, maybe it, it possibly it could happen that you fly up. Yeah. You, know? mm-hmm. you know, for some reason you lose all your matter and you fly up. And gravity just like didn't pick you up this day. Uh, you know. It, it was asleep. The, the laws of gravity did not yeah, apply they, that day. They Wasn't just there a scientist to uh, jam this ball against the wall, like infinite, because he knew that one of the times it would go through the wall, <laughs> like in theory. <laughs> who, who was this? In theory. I don't remember the name. Oh. Of the he was a stupid guy, I think. <laughs> Sounds kind of funny. <laughs> Sounds a bit autistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah Art- it does. Artistic. Artistic. Or artistic? <laughs> Artistic. The line is Art- very artistic. I think the line is very fine between the two, between artistic and artistic. You're right, you're right. I think so, um, but I I think that is a really to me it's a completely fascinating area to go into. Mm. If you think also over the over the course of time, yeah, about how people have have I I think that truth is only part of the belief system. Mm. Truth is only part of the belief system, but what are you placing your beliefs on? But because the reality for the people, for example, that, that believed, you know, um, that if uh, I'm thinking about witches, that 
uh, you know, you're a witch if you if you don't float, right? Yeah. I mean, this was a reality to them. Really yeah. That was an absolute reality. So I don't know why science isn't just our re- I mean, that's the way that we're explaining things, but people in, in, through different ages explain things differently. Mm. We just accept this now as opposed to accepting something else, mm. you know? I don't see really the difference. The times change, but, but, but the other, it's other, just a belief system. The other thing also is, is uh, you know, with science, uh, yeah, we talk about quantum physics as, as if we know anything of it. We don't know shit. It's know, just a theory. Because <laughs> no, no, no matter if it's a theory or not, we, we don't know the math behind it. We don't know the thoughts behind it. We don't know the, you know, because you know, that's not our field of expertise. Mm-hmm. Right? So the people who really know the, the science, you know, behind it, uh, uh, you know, are are very few people, and through that, you know, and you know, the ripples after that comes like the belief which is made out of mm-hmm. that. You know, so so, and that's a translation of a translation of a translation of a translation. Right, right. You know, uh, and 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 that's where things get confusing. You know, that's why we, you know, uh, you know, we believe in science now. Mm-hmm. Is that you know we don't. We don't have science as our, our basis. We believe in science, and 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 as I said before, you know, believing is not the same as truth. Mm-hmm. You know, right, so, believing so, is not so the that same means truth. that doesn't mean that we understand the science. It doesn't mean that we, uh, you know, that we have have any grasp of that science. You know, but mm-hmm. we still believe in it. Right, because it's something that we choose to believe in. Mm-hmm. You know, whether whether the witch floats or not. There's forces in in our society which convince us, hey, this is a smart way well, to and, go. Well, and one is through statistics, or or the uh, the misuse of statistics. Statistic is the most misused tool right. in the world. Of course, but you can. That's the nice thing with statistics. You can twist it. You know, oh, and very everybody nice does. In, 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 yeah, of course. Yeah. Everybody does, yeah. Just how you, I mean, we as 90% visuals. of all statistics are made up yeah. on the spot during an argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one that I believe. Like that, I believe that statistic. Uh, I think that's the truth. <laughs> ah, nice. Touche. Touche. Yeah. How's the beer you guys? It's good. Good. Well, it's, no, it's not so good, but it's good. Yeah, I don't have the Fiedland. I have the, the other one now, the non-named. I think Fiedland it's time. is sponsoring. Uh, I think sponsoring it's a time for a word from our sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is really fantastic beer. Did you grow up uh, drinking this? Yeah. Could, could you say how you pronounce this? I grew up this? drinking this. You did, right? <laughs> could, you, could you pronounce, pronounce that one? Because I... I Friedland. 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 It is wonderful. The Friedoland. Friedoland. Oh, perfect. Friedoland. Um, my, uh, my new Dutch relatives hmm. really love Ham's beer. Which is, Ham's beer? Ham's is a beer in Minnesota that is like the shittiest beer that you could possibly <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> it's so funny. They, they, that's what I've heard. That, well, it, it's actually my nephew's... New Ham's. Wife's father that loves mm. hams. He said, "Well, I just like to drink the local beer, but it's like nobody drinks hams there." <laughs> <laughs> but but Friedland is Friedland is Friedland. Oh, I is, think this should be the Frito shows. The official <laughs> beer, the Frito show. When there is a well, show. there's a shout out for a new sponsor. All right, <laughs> exactly. here we go. It Friedland, is wonderful. If you're interested, 
Come sponsor us. It is it is a wonderful beer, and it comes in large cans here mm. too. Um, for us, some Elsker oil. Öl. For us, some Elsker oil. From Elsker beer. Very nice. Yeah, I like this a lot. Mm. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. So what else is happening? Yeah, where were we? We had airplanes. We had. <laughs> we're all over the truth. map. We had science. We had movies. That's a good. That's a good. Yeah, superheroes. So now we can start, right? Superheroes. Now we can, now we can start. Now we can start. Yeah. Um. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant orange. We talked about about um, places. Quite a bit. Places. Sinedrum. What? Sinedrum. What? What does that mean? Is the 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 Dutch painter? Oh, Sandrum. 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 I looked him up the other day because I was. I love him. I was fascinated. Yeah, I can see you can love him, but I I I didn't know him. I think I looked him up before. I think he was kind of recently discovered. Yeah, he's 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 gaining popularity. I think. Yeah. Maybe through the Brilliant Orange book. <laughs> Maybe, but I was yeah. I was looking on on Christie's uh, how much the, these paintings were because I thought you know, if nobody knows I'll Sandra Dom, but but I found out they're like four million pounds or something. Four I would million. I would think that they would be mm. extraordinarily mm. because I th- they're very limited um, amount of these paintings. Mm. Um, and and they're old. They're like from the sixteenth century. Yeah, sixteenth century something. So. Um, 15th, uh, 16th, 17th century, I think. And, and I think he was a bit of an odd, oddball during his time, yeah. too. Yeah. Because if you look, if you look at him, nobody in that age was painting like that. Nobody yeah. was just painting oh, interiors of churches. Just interiors? Interiors of churches. Oh. Just perspectives. And there were hardly any people in there, which is, which is very weird. And, 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 and this is interesting in his brilliant orange book also they, they talk about this because this could only happen in the Netherlands where space is, is such a uh, um, uh, a commodity it's yeah it's, it, yeah, yeah you could call it a commodity you know the, the, the Dutch have been shaping uh, the space you know because they had to fight against the water from the start so they they you know space for them is not something uh, something you know, which happens to it's something you control, something you you organize, something you cul- cultivate, something you. That goes back to what you were talking about earlier. That like, if there's a mountain, and the Dutch people come and they see the mountain, they're yeah. like, "Yeah, we want to open up. We want to open up a, a, yeah, a business know, on the mountain." This has happened to me. You, you see the you, you see the beautiful Alps somewhere, and you say, "Oh, let's chop a piece of that." Mountain, put on a like a really nice hotel, have choppers fly up and down for people, and you know, let's make money. Yeah, yeah. this is also interesting with the Ajax Stadium, you know, the, the new one. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a money machine, this has nothing to do with football. You know, Ajax is just renting there, they don't own the stadium, they don't, they don't, they don't, you know, like one day there's a there's a concert, the other day, the next day there's a, like a, a convention, and then they rent so they can play. So they, you know, it's has nothing to do with well, it's, it's, it's the same concept business. as it's the same concept as Schiphol, you know, where yeah. where functions interchange. And but but all these things are, I mean, it yeah, it has nothing to do directly with with football. But there is a business behind football. Yeah, but the well. difference is with with the arena is that it's built like that. What do you, what do you mean? You know, it's built with that with, business oh, in mind. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, while while a lot of other football stadiums aren't built like football stadiums, and then some other stuff happens there. Too. But see, I think that's changing a lot too. I think 
IX is like one of, because football's a business. And so we, you know. Well, from a, you know, it's in the Netherlands, it started professionalized after, you know, in the, in the 60s, I think they started professionalized. And then, you know, and then it, they, they found out they could make more and more money and more and more money. And then it tips to the point where they make so much money that they have to make so much more money to keep it running. Yeah. And that's well, where, where it becomes something else. Well, but they, they've got to play, they've got to pay players. To be yeah, competitive at a, no, at a high no, level, no, no, they've no, got to... No, no, but the, uh, Ajax, as I said, Ajax is just renting there. They, just don't renting they, don't, they don't make money off the stuff that happens there. Okay, somebody else, know, somebody else owns the stadium yeah. and Ajax is renting it. Yeah, yeah, but that's fairly common too, I think. That was a novelty, at least for, for Dutch football. Well, what's the name of Ajax Stadium? Is it Ajax? Arena. The Arena. It, it, the see, Arena. The arena. In, in a, the arena. The arena. That's kind of, for a spectacular stadium, that's kind of a boring name. Hmm. <laughs> in, yeah. in the United States, if you build a stadium, the first thing they do is sell the naming rights. Hmm. So, like a business, Staples will come in and buy the name of the stadium for the first five years. Hmm. It, you know, for like a yeah. whatever, you know, it, $100 million dollars a year. Because playing there, so going to be a Staples, Staples Center. Staples, Staples Center. Yeah. Staples but that's something else. That's something else. That is, you know, like the club owns it. They're just being sponsored heavily by mm-hmm. one specific actor. But this this stadium is designed for making money. And if they, you know, and if they make it on money or uh, on football, the money on football or something else, they don't give a shit. You know? Right, because they're they're renting out to somebody else when IX isn't playing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, then it, it might be you know the um, you know the the Mormon choir. Is yeah. gonna be renting it out that, but if they I, have enough cash, yeah. But see, even let's say if, if IX did own it, they would be doing the same thing. When IX isn't playing or when they're practicing, they would still be renting it out. Sure, but it's when, a different if it's a different direction. If you say, "Hey, this is our place; you can rent it from us," mm-hmm. or you say, "Oh, we're a guest here," so they never, you know, uh, it's never theirs. It's never even if they play there, they don't have they don't have a home, so to say. Oh, and I'm sure Feyenoord is happy to hear that too. Well, Feyenoord Stadium has that. You know, it has an atmosphere. You know, it's nice when it's empty, and it's that was one of the closing statements uh, this guy in brilliant orange made. You know, that, that 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 you know in the you know like stadium needs to rest. You know, between the matches, it needs to lie still, and 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 it's very poetic and very yeah, romantic, yeah. of course. But but there's some truth to that mm-hmm. too. You know, if if. If football just becomes a commodity, it loses its soul. It just becomes a money machine, and and. In, but it but it's always, it's like that here too. I'm sure, mm. in in Norway, right? Football still, who? F- football. I don't. I, How many teams are there in? They in, never in made Oslo? a couple. Two, three, maybe. Maybe a bit more. Yeah. No. I I don't think that are in that are just part of that represent different parts of Oslo, right? But there's maybe one or two players who play international football who, who go to... Mixed disc Yeah, I, I don't know. He, he plays for the United States. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure people talked about him here, right? I, I don't know. I don't, I'm, not into, a, I'm not into football at all. You know that, right? You're not into what? In, fo- in, in soccer. I don't, I, I don't follow any of it normally. Oh. I just in I'm just, just in, you're inspired by the book. Yeah, but you know I uh, 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 
I'm interested in the in the bigger picture, but I don't I don't I mean that's the thing. Like I, I really enjoy watching World Cups or Euro Cups yeah. because it it is about its quirkiness of nations. You know mm-hmm. why does it, one nation win more often than another? You know, and and you know why does a nation lose more than, mm-hmm. than another if they sh- actually shouldn't? You know, which is the case in the okay. Netherlands. Well, what about the Olympics? Uh, the Olympics, I think, are are a bit more boring i like the winter olympics with the speed skating because i I speed skating myself but the olympics are pretty boring you know they're i think the winter olympics are more interesting than the summer olympics that personally not for you no because i always like gymnastics oh yeah yeah but that's i mean i think with with olympics okay if you have relation to a certain sport that kind of is your angle into that you know, and I think okay, it's great when people run really fast over hundred meters, but I, it's not that fun to watch. No, I I don't know. I mean, it'd be all... tough if I had to watch bowling or somebody running hundred meters. I don't know which one I'd choose. Mm. No, that's how boring it is to yeah. me. I like all Olympics though. And and Some the other th- the the other thing is you know they're all they're all you know I say doped up to the max, even mm-hmm. though they don't say of course you know. Um, I, I, oh. One one documentary I saw was about Lance Armstrong. Mm-hmm. That was so fascinating. What's it called? I don't. I I've got to. I've got to watch this now. It's it's. Yeah, it's didn't he? Take, he he. You know he, he used won like three he used dope. How many? No no no. He he used doping for twenty years. He <gasps> did it for everyone. He was running like good cause and shit like this. No, I'm not using doping. And he was. It was basically mafia. He was. He was putting yeah. everybody and, and threatening everybody who would speak out. And he was such, you know, he was such a wonder boy, you know, fighting yeah. his way back from cancer. Yeah. It's super brutal. You know, you're talking about a sociopath, you know, there you have one. Wow. You know, no. Oh, we gotta watch that. No, yeah, I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling. And, of course, on that level, yeah, you're going to take everything you can. Yeah. You because know, that means if you get a multi, you know, multi-million dollar... You know, sponsorships and okay. contracts and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's it's a huge gamble. It's a huge gamble. Yeah, and uh, and you know, that's Armstrong overplayed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you do it for that long, you're gonna get caught. Hmm. Yeah, you know? we were watching. Uh, that but nonetheless, he he managed to play that long. You know. Yeah, because there were all kinds of ways of get. He knew the ways around getting yeah, caught. Like like I was talking about the other day, <laughs> like <people>. that. <laughs> The, the, I was on the, listening to the radio in the Netherlands when I was driving to you guys, actually. Yeah, to, when I was driving to you guys in, in Rotterdam. Yeah. I was listening to the radio and there was this air, you know, this pilot, ex-pilot on. He turned into a doctor and he was really searching, you know, what I was talking, these, these fumes which are pumped into the airplanes, you know, which go through oh, some man. kind of compressors and there's kind of oil vapors which are really, you know, basically a nerve gas which come into the plane. And... And uh, I think there was three or four percent of people who really get, you know, damaged by this. Oh. Yeah. And like a Boeing was saying, you know, we're not going to do this because it costs us hundred thousand per plane to fix this. And it's an easy fix. It's not a complicated fix. Oh really? You know, it's. But n- they're going to wait for somebody to die money. from it. It costs money. Get sued before they actually. No, I mean until <laughs> it's open. But no, like the tobacco companies, like the sugar yeah. companies, you know, they, they're going to wait. They have ways to suppress it as long as possible. You know, because yeah. nobody wants to take that responsibility. You know, and and that that nut will crack too, and and the same with Lance Armstrong. Okay, you think, oh yeah, oh, we just push it over to the next generation; they'll they'll figure it out. Or you know, I'm, I'm going to be fine. I'm I'm too good for anything, anyways. But 
Yeah, it's very. Yeah, it will crack, and uh, yeah. So. Uh, I, so um, next time you fly, you know you're getting into gas. That you know that's where the where the worst part of the jet lag comes from. You know, yeah, these fumes you you you, you you breathe yeah. in in yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is pretty. This well, is pretty mind It doesn't yeah. actually sound that odd, you know. No, of course not. You know. Of course not. You know, and You're and very close to those yeah and but the other side you know the other side all these you know because we fly so much and we demand so low prices to fly yeah you know and 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 on the other hand you know the people owning these uh i was commissioned to do uh to paint a bike by one of uh like some associate of lance armstrong's oh wow (laughs) so that is the the bike i painted for him wow did you, you never saw it, did you? Not mine, nice. it's just like that. <laughs> See how small the world is, huh? Very small. Mm. No, so, uh, you know, just, ha- you know, these suppressing techniques, you know, they're, you know, that's, that's mafia business in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you suppressing know. Suppressing information. And as, as, yeah. um, as, um, what's the godfather's name, you know? Oh, wow. Just when I thought I was out. Pull me back here. Yeah. Marlon Brando. No, no, no that uh, was Don Corleone. Don Corleone. Thank you. <laughs> but what was his? He was Don Corleone. But what was his? I did Michael. 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 I saw. I saw part one, but not part two. You didn't. Oh I'm my scared. god! Really? Oh right. Oh, there's <laughs> another one you saw. I love when you bring it uh, back like that. I, I <laughs> may have <laughs> even seen Godfather Part Three. <laughs> it's you know I may have. A lot of people say it's just I really like Part Three. Really? Yeah, that was uh, Sofia Coppola, right? What? That was Sofia no, Coppola, no, no. not... In what? No, no, that, no. no. That directed... Yeah, she played in it. Oh, no, she played... She, that in, was like, that. the third one, not the second one. It's, like, the third one. In the third yeah. she plays, yeah. yeah. No, the third is really good, I think. Is it? Yeah, I what think it two? is. I like... Isn't two where they go back to when Don Corleone comes from, you know? Yeah, the two is the, is the mirror up. image, yeah. if, so to say. But three is really interesting because it... I, I, I really Barely like it because it's remember it's been a while it's, it's a mm-hmm. good movie but it's uh, it's a bit it, it, it's not as easy as the other ones yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's the difference so you know uh, yeah, yeah but, she I mean the line terrible. the line just when I thought I was out they pull me back in <laughs> oh, beautiful it's classic beautiful yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no but so, I didn't even see the Godfather movies until like it was so beyond when they were. Oh, like, I didn't even. see them when like that. Like yeah. the first one was like seventy eight or something. I think it was earlier than that. Seven. I think was the it? first Godfather was even earlier. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Maybe, yeah. Thank God for these little <laughs> devices that help us <laughs> tell us what things. IMDb. IMDb. IMDb has all the uh, answers, lies, or anything you want. <laughs> and should we know this? I'm not sure. Um, no, but yeah, The Godfather is still a really good movie. Okay, The Godfather. What's um, your favorite movie, honey? My favorite movie? Yeah. That's that's almost an impossible question, I know. right? 1972. 72, yeah. yeah. That, that's even earlier than I thought. That was before Total Football. <laughs> uh, it was not before Total Football. Total yes. Football was uh, late 60s, wasn't it? Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. But it, I think it, it really was. took off in the early 70s. Yeah. It was around. And you're not a football fan. I just read the book. Oh, oh, okay, that was in front. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> no, that's, that's all brilliant, Orange. 
Okay. I think I think my favorite my favorite movie is I've got three. Or top ten in your okay. top ten. Yeah, my favorite I would I would have to say nineteen seventy four for Godfather two. Yeah. So and then and three came a lot later. That a came lot three later. like in the nineties. Yeah, like because eighty yeah. or no, I think eighty. Let's say eighty six. I'll tell you in just a minute. Really. It's just a wild guess. I think it was 90. I think it was 90 something too. And I think it was 89 or 90. Check yeah, it. Let's see. 90. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hot <laughs> five. <laughs> Damn. <boy. laughs> see, we referenced. You know why? Like because this. I know. That one I remember I where like, I was. About oh, yeah. When that came out. When I, I saw remember. it. Yeah. I remember seeing it. Um. What was I? Oh, okay. Um. I. I. I think it, my favorite movie has to be Blade Runner. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I love I love Blade Runner. Yes, me too. I now, really, you, really you like sci-fi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, of course I have. I was going to say. Several times. But my favorite movie is The Trees Lounge with Steve Buscemi. When did that come out? I don't know. Is that sci-fi? The, the Trees no, no. Lounge? Oh. The Trees Lounge, yeah. It's about a, you know, like a, it, it, it's really an unspectacular movie. But, it but it's your favorite movie. Right Why is it one of your favorite movies? Because I decided somewhere that it was my dis- the favorite movie. <laughs> and so you just decided. decided. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else. This will be nobody else's favorite movie. But check it out on the on the IMDb. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic movie. With Steve, I, I like a lot of things that Steve Buscemi. This is this is one of his better works, I think. But I know the name, but I can't I've also seen. Yeah. A couple of films where he was kind of unspectacular, mm. I thought, where he was kind of okay. Um, did you ever see? Um, it's it's. Uh, la, 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 um, it was a comic book. It was a comic book first. Um, Not Sin City, no. No, no. Um, Sin City Two he, is coming. The, the same guy did Lloyd Llewellyn and Eight Ball. And then go, Ghost World. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. I like the movie, but it's, it's... I like the comic book a lot. And I don't like comic books, but I really love the guy who did all three of those. I didn't know it was a comic book, Ghost World. Yeah, Ghost, book, Ghost World was a comic book, and then there was another was one... Scarlett Johansson is that, that one. That was her yeah. first movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was her very first movie, and um, but, Steve Buscemi's in it. But I... I th- yeah, but check Wait, check the Trees Lounge now first. Okay. The Trees Lounge. See when it's made. So what's your favorite movie? Oh, I don't know. There's so many. Just pick one. Yeah, I want to know what your favorite movie is, too. <laughs> I don't think about it. Like I know, that's tough. 1996. Mm. I thought that was a great uh, a great decade for films. The 90s. The 90s. Mm. Yeah, I was great the decade for films. Mm. So many great movies. So who was in it again? Uh, Steve Buscemi. People also search for Barfly, 28 Days, Lonesome Gym, um, Trees Lounge. Yeah, it's somehow related yes. to Barfly. There were so many great movies. Have you seen Barfly, movie. by the way? Yeah. I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was with um, Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Oh. Great movie, too. I think I have to yes. see it again. Yeah. I wasn't in the right frame of mind when I saw it. When, when I watch movies, I've got to be in the right frame of mind. To, to I, I watched it on a bus to Venice, to the Biennale with, at the Academy. Barfly or the Trees Barfly. Lounge? 
you know, trees lunch I didn't. I, I don't know where I saw the trees lunch first. I think just on Dutch TV. Huh. It, see that that's another thing to me too is are you if you're watching the the film like on TV or you're watching it on a big screen. Hmm. I don't care. I I think it's a completely different experience. No. I think it's very different. It is. Huh? No, no. As I said, I'm I'm a big fan of lo-fi, fi, so and I really? I don't know how to make the translation Even between. Even liking it. sci-fi? Are you kidding me? Lo-fi, lo-fi. No, but like, like if you like science fiction, all oh, is. I right. can. I get. I can. But that's the thing. I can fix that in my head. I can. I can fix that. That <laughs> that experience. Yeah, I can. Not. For, I mean, it, it has more impact. I can. The yeah. sound for those particular. Anything else, it doesn't matter as much because it's just dialogue. Mm. I, I, I hate the fact that I'm so... It, it's difficult to amuse me at times. Mm. Like, I can't... It, it's hard for me to get into things. Mm. I mean, okay, things, okay, but like we've... Drama. Okay, the, over the last five weeks, you and I have been watching a lot of, a lot of films, right? Because we're away from home yeah. and we're watching them on the laptop. Yeah. yeah. No TV. And no TV, Yeah. And some of them have been absolutely fine like that. Last night we watched uh, Wild Strawberries. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's actually really good. I was excited. It's in Swedish. It's Bergman movie, right? Mm. Inger Bergman. Yeah, classic. Mm. And by far my favorite Bergman movie. And we watched that on a little black and white thing, and it was great. But I would rather watch it in in a theater. I Mm. watched um, Psycho, the original Psycho in a theater couple years ago and it was amazing yeah oh another one watched in the theater blew my mind was these are old, really old movies that are so good uh the original lolita oh yeah oh have but you which, seen which which no, not the uh, kubrick no, ones right the kubrick one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's you know it's so good i used to you know i i i um what's peter seller oh oh yeah so funny in it I, you know, I started dancing like him for a long, long time because I think he, he, lo- he dances like absolutely quirky. Yeah. And, you know, he's like you know, this stiff guy just, blah, 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 blah. and I, I just had to do that. Did you get it from Lolita? Yeah. Oh, wow. That character is so funny. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Hmm. Have you seen it? No. Okay. You've got to, I don't know where you're going to find it, but you've got to find I, it. Oh, it's it's easy to find. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Everything's easy to find now. <laughs> yeah. That's easy to find, but it's... Uh, yeah, that's a that's a good movie. James James Mason, uh, Shelley Winters, Peter Sellers. I don't know anybody else in that movie, but it was so funny. Mm. It's great, great. Movie. That was funny. There's something really it's funny about it. There's funny. It's quirky. I would say it's yeah. quirky. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. like comedy. But no, no, but no, it's no, dark. No, no but it's, it's really dark. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's dark, but but <laughs> yeah. you know what you say it it, it, it you know. It, there is some uh, not sarcasm, but there's like this undertone of like this. Uh, yes. You know, you know everything goes wrong. You know, who cares? That's a really good Shelley Winters. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> you sound just like oh. Shelley. <laughs> not in intention, because yeah. I don't even know who 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 she Shelley Winters. She's like a uh, really classic she's American like iconic. Yeah. Icon. Yeah, really big. Um, I think the last movie she did was like the Poseidon Adventure in the 70s. I never saw it, but I remember people talking about it. Like big... Wasn't that, yeah, the big wave comes up the boat? The boat, yeah, the wave capsizes the the boat, and it's called the Poseidon Adventure. But she always kind of plays, uh, I always think of like a hag, like, like, ah, you know, so he's like complaining and whining all the time. 
Exactly. Um, she has a real distinctive voice. Yeah, it's really whiny. Mm. I can't stand her for that reason. Mm. But that's why she's in the movies. That's right. right. Lolita. Exactly. Another one that we like a lot that uh, Janice and I watched is uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Oh, that's I don't think I've great. seen it. Great. Oh my gosh, you have to watch it. It's like one of those movies uh, mm. you could you'll miss so much. It, there's so there's much so there. much in it. It is. And there's only four actors in the movie. Mm. It's great. It was initially a play. It was a play by Edward Elby. And, uh, and it's it's basically just a couple yelling at each other for two and a half hours. <laughs> but it, it's it, that's basically all if, it if is. If you have ever been in a relationship, you will have uh, interest in it, and you can yeah. relate to it uh, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it, it's uh, um uh, what's her name? Oh, um, the what's her name? Like one of the most famous oh actresses, no, no, no. Marilyn Monroe. No, black oh, hair. You're in the right She's era. Like, and, top of the. Charts, but, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, Elizabeth Taylor, Taylor. and, and Richard Burton. Yeah. yeah, they're great. Two, and then two other act, the, the two others. Oh my God. Um, I don't remember ever seeing him in anything else. I have the woman, I mm-hmm. s- and the man. I can't tell you. Right yeah, now. I have to see their but there, I mean, just the amount of yeah. movies that are out there is really, really scary. Oh. I mean, just it, I mean, yeah, it is. How many movies? We were talking about the B movies before, you know. I mean. We all know like the the main titles and that. There's some great B movies. I, I oh, yeah, I love them. Great. I started making a list of all the movies I've seen. Just on, just on, <laughs> did, did you like mentally? No, no, it's so funny on EMDB. I'm just kind of making a list of all the movies I've seen, and I'm I'm a bit over a thousand now, and and but I, I I'm sure this is in your lifetime. Done. Yeah, just in my lifetime. Oh. Right. I, I I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. Ooh, like just, how many. You or, just or, start somewhere, and but but then then you really. It wouldn't okay. even occur to me to, to make like a list first, of the movies I did. No, I think what? it's fun. You know, it's it's, it's funny. I I'm amused now by that the fact that you bring it up. Movie. Like, what was yeah. the first movie you ever remember seeing? It was. F- f- I can tell Fly. you. It was a Disney movie, like with a dog. Yours was too. It was. Oh, my that first. Fox and the Hound. Yeah, like the the, the Disney one. Where yeah. Really? yeah. I've, that was the I've, first time I went to a cinema, and I think the. I saw that too. Okay, my, I don't know if it's my first movie, but that was the first movie I really remembered. Yeah. The first movie Kids I, Party. Yeah, I went to The World's Greatest Athlete, which was a Disney film. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That it was one. a lesser-known Disney film. Hmm. That, I, I, I saw every Disney film when I was a little kid. Because that's all it was on. Most of the time it was That's basically, yeah, and they were coming out a lot. And hmm. Yeah, at least yeah. once a year. I remember, uh, not first run of, like, Bed knobs and broomsticks. Okay. I don't think I, but they weren't first runs all the time. But the, I we saw everything that Disney came out with, yeah. and they put out a ton of like lesser known films. Yeah, you didn't nobody know about it. No, 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 absolutely. Freaky Friday was one of them. Oh, yeah. Nobody knew about Freaky Friday until they remade it. What? No, I mean besides Janice. Besides me, <laughs> Janice, <laughs> a little bit, Janice is four years younger than me, so. She, so you were the only other person I remember <laughs> referencing Freaky Friday, the original. Oh my god! Because right. Jodie Foster's in it. Yeah. Could you take just take over for me for for a second? Can't see them. Good. Yeah, you have to. We need you in front of the microphone. Yes. Because now we're going to ask you some very specific oh, questions. Oh, fantastic! Go, Paul. <laughs> what are we going to ask? Him? What's your favorite color? Yeah, what is your favorite color? Uh, color? Yeah. Uh, mostly it's yellow, actually. Even though I don't 
like have it that much in my home or my clothes, but I, I really love yellow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. How, yeah. Why, why yellow? Like, do you like bright yellow, dull yellow, all yellow? Most yellows, really. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's something about the sun or anything. I, I was thinking that. I don't that. know. Yeah, yeah. The warmth. It just really <laughs> appeals to me. It yeah, draws my eyes. Cheerful. Oh. It's, yeah. Wow. But growing up in the North Pole, uh, <laughs> <We're very laughs> right? I mean, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I really missed it in the winter. <laughs> I think so, yeah. So how long, when you grew up in the North Pole, how long were the winters there? Uh, the winter is from, uh, like, uh, September, October, you can start, um, and the snow can be in the hills until June or something, but oh it will be summer or spring, but the right. snow can still come. What about like in lower elevations towards towards sea level? Um, is it a little milder? Yeah, it is. But it's still got to be uh, unbelievably cold. Yeah, but it's not unbelievably cold. It's uh, I find that the climate here in Oslo is much um, like it's uh, it's worse here when it's like ten degrees below zero you think it's Celsius than it's in the north. The water here? It's something to do with the air. It's moist, huh. and that's. Huh. It becomes really freezy here, like a different kind of cold. I, I can't imagine. Much better, like 20 degrees minus. It's okay, because you don't have that wet air. Mm. See, I'm completely fascinated by this now. <laughs> the fact that like that you grew up in the North Pole. Like, I mean, above the Arctic <laughs> Circle. <laughs> up, above the Arctic Circle, how's above that? Above the Arctic Circle. Yeah. I mean, well, that's pretty cool. I, I've never met anybody that grew up yeah. above the Arctic Circle. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing to like say that, like, okay, I went there to work. I've been there. I've been there. I worked, there. I worked yeah. there for a year. But to say that you, you lived, lived you grew up there. there. It's, it's really funny. Yeah, I just overheard you <laughs> yeah, talking that, about the moist, moisture in the north. No, yeah. Or I the think, lack of. I was talking about this earlier. In the Netherlands, it's a lot worse because if it's minus one, it's even more moist than it's here. Because I think it's quite bearable minus 10 compared to, compared to that. Can, you know, minus one in the Netherlands. Wow. It's about yeah. the same. You know, no, as I said, minus 20 in the north, is, huh, that's okay. Wow. <laughs> but isn't it also because you can mentally uh, kind of prepare for it or are much more prepared for it? No. <laughs> no, it's because of the air. Okay. <laughs> but also, to me, it, I'm ready for that. to me, it's it, like... I think you could open the door for a few seconds. Yeah, sure, sure. It gets... It gets pretty hot in here. To me, like growing up there, it, it wouldn't, like, I wouldn't think the challenge would be, like, even necessarily the cold. It would be the cold, the isolate. I, I think of it as being isolated. Like, yeah. the cold, the isolation, the kind of, ah, uh, yeah, like you're, like, at the end of the world. <laughs> That's how I would think of it, is like, you're, I, I've been to a couple places like that before. I felt, I don't like being on islands for that reason. Mm. Like Hawaii, even Hawaii. You really? You think about that? Yeah, I think about that all the time. Hmm. When I'm in Hawaii, it, I don't like being, it, it freaks me out a little bit. I can be there for a day or two or three days, but after that, it's kind of, I, I do just the opposite of settling there. Mm. I don't, I feel more isolated. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, there's nobody around. We're in a completely different time zone. But I would have to think that if you live above the Arctic Circle, that that relationship to other people. Yeah, but you get a different kind of uh, community there too. There's different yeah. kind of people there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And different kind of people there, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I saw I saw a documentary on on uh, um, um, not, not on Svalbard, 
because Svalbard is, is is way beyond the Arctic Circle, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty up north, and that's it's more like a, a science-based thing, and it's and then and it attracts a lot of international kind of weird people, and it's supposed to be a really nice community and and a nice place to be, and people tend to stay there very long because you know because it's. Yeah, because they just they intend to go there for three months and then they stay there thirty years. Yeah, mm. you know. So so there's also a magic there, which which uh, you know, which attracts a certain kind of people. Yeah, I I could see that. Mm. But as a kid growing up there, yeah, that's yeah. When when oh, you see you. everybody else, you know, I mean, because you're watching television, you know. Well, I just I just came back. Isolated because there is a society. So you feel less. Isolated because of that. Uh, you, you know everyone. Yeah. Well, you know, I just was back to my... I'm a bit more isolated now when I go there <laughs> because yeah. I'm used to live, live in a big place. Because you, you yeah. know more. You've seen yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. But even when you grow up there, you don't think about it at all. No. But I, I just I just was back in the, in the town where I spent most of my teenage years. You know, and, and that's much... I think much more in Ireland Amsford? than anything. No, Appledorn. Oh, Appledorn. Yeah. Uh, Appledorn. Yeah. Which is, I, I believe, much more in Ireland than anything. Really? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, it's wow. like a 160,000 people and nothing happens there. You know, it's not a student town. There's, there's nothing. You know, so as a kid growing up, you know, there's, uh, it's pretty deserted. How so, 160,000. That's for Norwegian <laughs> measurements. That's a lot. That's pretty big. Yeah, for, uh, <laughs> that's half the size of. Uh, of that's Norway. probably the size of uh, of Bergen, right? Maybe. No, Bergen has three hundred thousand or something. Three hundred thousand. It's close, close to Stavanger, maybe or something. Anyway, See, it does, it's not. Growing up in Minnesota, I even felt like like that a little bit, where it wasn't. We weren't completely isolated mm. by by any means, but I mean, it was. Yeah, we you're were, on, you're on the edge. Somewhere. We're kind of on yeah. the northern edge. And we would hear all the time, you know, anytime you turn on TV, oh, everything was California. Yeah. California this, California that, Cali- and and we had, I, I felt like big a big chip on our shoulder. Did you? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, everybody would come on and say, hey, we're from Los Angeles, California, you know. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? <laughs> San Diego, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, every time somebody said that, I just wanted to hear them say, Minneapolis, <laughs> Every time. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of that but Oslo in Norway as well. Because we want to hear one strange thing. I still find this very strange and weird. Because, uh, you know, the dialects are really different from the south and the north and everywhere in Norway. Really different dialects. Here, yeah. in Norway. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like some places you, you can't understand the dialect. Like, yeah, I know that about other well, European well, countries, the, but I didn't know that about... The Netherlands has that too. Yeah. I can't extreme. If you get the, the Frisian uh, people, I don't understand them. Yeah. yeah. And when I moved to the south, I had a hard time understanding because we moved like straight into like, uh, like a working class area. And they were, t- they were talking so deep dialect, I had a hard time just following them. Wow. And that, yes. this is this is an hour away from where I used to grow. That's that's yeah. That's so unheard that's, of. And I can have some of those experiences as a northern person here as well, like a little bit. Mm. Uh, but uh, when we were kids, we played in the Oslo dialect. Okay. <laughs> you played in it. Yeah, people still <laughs> that's do that. Great. <laughs> it's so weird. How but did you learn it? Like, because of the TV. TV. Oh, okay, okay. That was like the mm. TV personalities. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> 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 It's so weird. 
Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, but no matter what, you're going to have a dominant um, dominant area in in a country, you know, which yeah. which uh, you know. But for, and for us, it was it was always Southern California. It wasn't a it's little so bit funny, New York. Cause, yeah, because because what? Yeah, but you're you're over the half line, so to say, in Minnesota, right? You're on the on the pretty close to halfway east and west, but yeah, all the but, way north. Yeah, almost to Canada, because. Yeah, cause cause New York is not so extrovert as, as LA is. I think they're much more. You know, we're the best, anyways. We don't need to shout it out. New York. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah New York. And New Yorkers think they're the center of the world. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and in a way, they kind of are. I hate to say it, but and, and I mean, even for us, I think they kind of are. Uh, yes. I have to disagree with it. I, okay, good. Even if I, I want to hear you disagree because I don't want to believe this. Even if I'm wrong or not, but but you know when I came, when I, I I've only been in New York once. Uh, we were and I've only been there for a week, so you know what I know. But yeah, I was there as well. Yeah, you were there. Oh, you guys were. <laughs> we were at the same there. time. We, we we stayed in the Chelsea Hotel. You know where, mm-hmm. where the Leonard Cohen's and the and the uh, uh, Janis Joplin's mm-hmm. uh, were hanging out, and Sid Vicious died, and uh, yeah. So, so How we, was it? we yeah we stayed there just before it turned in because it, it got bought I think by Hilton or, or something like a big big thingy. It seems so wrong. So we were just before yeah. before they turned over. They already knew they were gonna change ownership, but we were just before. So we were the last ones in the old system. Ah. And how was it? It was great. I loved it. <laughs> no, it was a really nice experience there. It was really I really enjoyed it. And uh no, what were we talking about? Yeah, New York, yeah. But, but so, you don't necessarily feel that it's kind of like the center. No, because when I came to New York, it felt really dusty. And the whole city felt dusty. Even the newer parts, it felt dusty and dated and kind of lagging behind. And, huh. Is it, so and that's what you mean by center of the world? A, like the first on food, art, clothes, kind of, first on yeah. all that? Meredith, do you feel that's the same way? That's what growing up, too. As freedom, it like you felt like it was kind of. Didn't feel like it was the center of the world, but. Uh, it stuff like, happens, like, sure. Yeah. We grew up knowing that. I think, like in my mind, yeah, we grew up knowing everything happened first there. Yeah. I think even more than Los Angeles. But you know, you know, it's, it's a place that you hear about. Yeah. Yeah. More than most other places. In the I I almost think that like, but I think I think something recent. New York underwent the same same thing that that Amsterdam underwent. It basically got cleaned up. It got mm-hmm. kind of it got yep. That's a know. good point. Yeah. And so, like, I, I used to work for uh, for a woman. She was um, uh, she was a professor at the Delft University for light and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just helped her. And she was doing some light projects and then I helped making them for her. A super interesting uh, woman. And she moved to New York, I think, in the seventies when it was super dangerous, uh, as on her own, as a, yeah. as a as a lesbian, as a you know. I mean, she just went there and and did that, you know. And wow. And people were like, you know, and that that was a completely different New York. You know, that yeah. Was a that was a completely different, different New York. That was a completely different struggle. And now, now it's you know, I I feel New York is much more like a shopping mall. You go there and you experience exactly what you expect. And, uh, and it's funny New Yorkers feel the same way mm. that they they resent the fact. Well, I I've heard this. They resent the fact that Giuliani, mm. the the mayor mm. of New York, came in and cleaned it up in the mid nineties. Mm. They resent it. That yeah, yeah, they resent the fact that he came in and cleaned it up. And and the and Disney was the first one that he brought into Times Square, mm. 
and they feel like it was the Disneyfication of, of, of New, New York. York yeah. Oh, I see. But you know, I mean, there's something that had. I mean, it was a it was a fucking myth. You know, like one other of my favorite movies is Kids. Yeah. Oh God, that is oh such a frightening God. movie. I, we were just talking about it. We were just talking about it. Yeah. yeah. I just saw a Larry Clark oh. exhibition in Amsterdam. There was a Larry Clark with his pictures. Was he the director? Yeah, he's the director. And he makes a lot of pictures. He's been following like fucked up people all his life. And he's a fucked up person himself. This is this yeah. guy is the guy that made Larry him. Clark is the yeah, director. We, the and Allard Allard he, it was Allard that shows, yeah. 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 So, yeah, so I just saw yeah. a show in the, in the photo museum in Amsterdam. Oh, a good show, really good show. I, I, uh, you know, but he, that he, movie is he, really frightening. It's disturbing. But, you know, I mean, that, that, you know, that, that had such an influence on me. In, in many ways, the movie, just, yeah, yeah. How oh, was that? You know, I saw it at the right time, at the right place. Yeah. I, I think it's. I think I, I saw it at night with my, my with my little brother or something like really like late at oh, night. Oh God! You know? that's the time you don't want to watch that movie. No, that's yeah, the perfect time. Too. You because know, then yeah, it, then it makes sense. You know, but it is it it's it's really funny because like I can watch any horror film and it won't. It, it doesn't. I can't. Be, I can't buy I into it enough to believe it to get right. No, but this movie, but a movie like that. This movie really is like a horror film. Oh my, yeah, but this movie yeah. resonated to us because we we were you know we were living a less glorified version of that. Wow. Yeah. You know, and not as fucked up as at that. But, you know, no. we weren't that cool, but you know, we we lived. Yeah, we were. We lived a pretty messed up youth in a in a in a very safe environment. So you know, it was never kind of, and you know, but. And, the, the kids and kids do that too. They're kind of, you know, they're you know, normal people. They're not special. They're, they're not underprivileged. They're not special overprivileged. They're, they're just, you know, they're just, they're just kids running around, you know, yeah. just being half forgotten by their parents because their parents have to work their asses off and, you know, it, it's cool to, you I wasn't a skater or anything. Yeah. I, I wasn't in the skate scene, but, you know, still I was, you know, you, as a kid, you were trying to, Make sense of it all, and, and so yeah. it really resonated on me. That's a, yeah. Whoa. I I, I, I only saw it once. I've seen it, but yeah, I'm not sure that I made it through it. I can't remember. Mm. Yeah. It definitely disturbed me. I I, I kind of want to watch it again now. Yeah, me mm. too, because it's been a really long time. Yeah. Again, was that 90s? I think it was 90s. Yeah. I think it's 95, 96. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. You know the thing I wanted to say about New York, though, that or I I think globally. And this, you know, the movie was made just before it got cleaned up. I think that was the breaking point where they started cleaning up already, but... Mm -hmm. No, that is right around the... It's Mm. it's right before it it got cleaned up. Mm. Um, No, the the thing that I'm... I don't know if I'm noticing this or if it's just me, Mm. that, like, the world just seems so much smaller now than it did even, like, seven years ago. Like, yeah. People in tiny spots will know about. Yeah, and it, it's different than like we're like, New York. Like for example, that we can have a discussion about New York, and I have actually something to to say. But I don't know if you know. It's of course it's bullshit in a sense. You know, what's well, your opinion? But yeah, of course it's my opinion. It's, but still, that I you know I have a you know I have the is. same cultural references as as you know uh, people from the states. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. But this is, we this have is, the same cultural references because it's it's not only geographic. But it's also based on time too, mm, mm. right? I mean, it's yeah. it's generational. Mm. That's different. Yeah, and but I mean, where I noticed, it, for example, is a, a different thing. You know, I, I went to Prague two times. You know, one time before they joined the European Union, mm-hmm. and one times after. You know, it's a bit the same as the LA before yeah. and after. 
or the states after, before and after. 9-11. 9-11. And, um, you know, the first time I came there, you know, in the supermarket, they, they all had, like, weird stuff I'd never seen before. You know, you went to a bar and, and you, had, you know, it was an authentic Czech uh, experience. And then when they, uh, when, they, when they joined and I came back there, you know, I went in the supermarket, you could get exactly the same thing I could get at home. Yeah. yeah, see, and this is exactly and what this I mean. Is, this this happened. Yeah. I remember growing up, that, you know, my best friend. He would get these these you know Reebok pumps from the states from because his dad was a lawyer. He had to go to the states now and again, so he came back with the Reebok pump, and they were awesome, right? You know, and now now everything you can get them anywhere. Get yeah, it it doesn't matter anymore. And, and this is exactly what I mean. Yeah. Where it it seems, I I was trying to figure out what the change was. Like where where did this happen? Internet. I think yeah, I think I think two things. I think the European Union mm. and also the internet. Mm. I think I think they both are con- are big contributing factors. Of course, there's got to be other ones, but well, the, the European Union made basically Europe the same. Yeah, you know, it kind of flattened, flattened it leveled it a lot of things. Yeah, you still have. I mean, you have different kind of de- regional differences, but they're they're not as strong or pronounced as they were before. And so that flattened it, and and the but the internet has absolutely the yeah the absolute spot yeah. yeah. What do you? How do you feel about the 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 cultural thing, where now the it's more of like a European culture. It's not even a European. It's more of a global culture. I think it, it seems to me that it's like right. well, it's just a big mix. I mean. Well, personally, I, 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 I don't understand nations. I think it's a fabrication. Oh, this is perfect then. I, I, yeah. For, it is a fabrication. For, for me, you know, I live in a world I, I you know, I, I, don't, I almost live in a world I, I kind of see. But, uh, uh, um, you know, I do understand nations have some kind of function and it kind of gives some kind of identity or some kind of safety or some kind of, you know, framework to make sense of a world. But, but uh, uh, I never understood it since I was a child. I never understood why. You know, I I, I always I always have the the belief. You know, we're all people. You know, mm-hmm. you breathe, I breathe. You know, you die, I die. You're a couple steps further than me because I didn't know that. That, <laughs> that that you breathe or that I breathe. That both. <laughs> oh, what yeah. part? Yeah. No, there there is something kind of, in, but there is something interesting about that because, and again, I I think of it as being very new, you know, like now New York isn't the center anymore. No, you know, no. It, there is not, no center. There is no center. Exactly. It, that's exactly it. There's no center anymore. Yes, exactly. You know, and and I think this is a great. I think it's a great thing. Ultimately, oh. I mean, again, it and did, it goes how, back. How to did they say it's? Uh, you're happy if you live in no uh, ignorance is bliss. No, no, no. There's a fam- <laughs> there's a famous saying. You know, uh, uh, you're blessed if you're living boring times. You know. Oh right. Uh, what's it called? Right. Uh, it's a famous quote. I know what you're talking about, and and it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It means nothing's and, really. Yeah, and we're living in exciting times. It's not a good thing. Exciting. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, you know. Just how our worldview changed within you know seven years now, it's mind. It's really really quick. It's it's really mind boggling. You know, I mean, we're not the same people we were. None no. of us. None of us. And 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 the, you know, 
we had this conversation earlier about conspiracy theories, right? And uh, uh, I want to bring that back into the conversation. Okay. Of course. <laughs> that's Frito's yes, thing. Uh, you can bring that up. Let's, let's bring that back. And, and uh, um, mm. not to say any of that is true, but, but uh, um, uh, now I lost my point. That's really pathetic. Well, we'll get back to it. Sorry, we, we take a different route and we come okay. there the same same thing. Yeah. But mm. also with the, the technology and the how yeah. fast it goes, like in your pictures, uh, like, yeah, all the devices. And didn't you say something in an interview about, like, when you have painted it, it's already... Outdated. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> After you get done with it, it's already... Yeah. It, I'm. There was a period where I was really focusing on painting, like, the newest thing. Yeah. You know the the latest thing, but by the time you buy it, it's already it's already outdated. It's already outdated. Yeah, mm. I mean, which th that's such a bizarre concept, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I but I the thing that I was addressing at in that particular um, line was I was also talking about like the ancient and the new together. I yeah. mean, we we have to exist like that. Mm. We have to have these things kind of coexisting. But in our minds, how do we reconcile them? You know, as, as Europeans, you guys have been reconciling this for a long time. For Americans, this is kind of still like, well, how, how, do, how the fuck do we deal with this, you know? Mm. Like, do we tear down our cities yeah. and only have new ones? Or do we have things coexisting together, you know? And that's, a, that's why I say you know, New York was dusty, you know? Because it, mm -hmm. it hasn't figured out this out yet, which is super interesting, I think. Yeah. yeah. Because it's it's a you know it's a it's an old city all of a sudden. New York is an old yeah. city. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the the thing about New York is that I mean it it I never felt like it belonged to anybody. Mm. It just was just a you know New York is New York, you know it's it's not well, American. You know, it's not you know. That's that's a problem now in our age. You know everything is 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 uh, I say branded or or. Um, I lose all my words now. <laughs> but but you know what I mean. I think I think kid, kids not the movie, but children now are gonna experience the world because they're uh, they're gonna they're gonna have friends on different sides of the earth, not pen pals where they read a letter and put it into a bottle, no. you know, and stick it in the ocean and people they talk on a daily basis on a daily basis. In fact, when we're in um, at my nephew's wedding in the Netherlands. They, remember that there's a girl, uh, what was her name? She was a, El she was Elsa. Elsa. And she, she has a friend in Singapore that she mm. talks to all the time. Mm. I mean, and she's 10 years old. How did they meet? They went to school together yeah. in yeah. Holland. In Holland, they went to school together. But she's from Minnesota. I mean, this is a 10-year-old. And, it, it, and it's not like, I think in, in other eras, that was kind of definitely the exception. And now it's becoming the norm. So it's becoming the norm. Or it's today, commonplace. talk to my daughter. Hmm. I, I'm following this person on YouTube in Italy, and she's done this and she's yeah. done that. We never talk about Italy, and here she's now she's maybe because yeah. we're traveling, hmm. she's starting to look around the yeah. globe and what's yeah. here, yeah. and yeah. not just in the United States, everywhere. So yeah, yeah. yeah every day she could be in contact with the world. Mm. At, at our fingertips, everybody yeah. can. See, and I, I've been thinking about that in relationship to, to like just that. speaking English as well, as, as not being multilingual, mm. but, but only speaking English. And, you know, for, for us as you miss, travelers... You miss 70% of what happens in the world. 
If you mean by like just by, by, by English, only speaking yeah. English. Imagine what all the Chinese do. What oh, all I know. The yeah. Indians do yeah. what all the you know the Any South whole, Americans do. Word, the yeah. Africans do. You know. They but they turn out content on that. Maybe on there the isn't same. an English word for that. Like I think we've even said a couple things. Oh, I don't know how how you'd say that in English. Mm. There isn't a word, maybe. Mm. So you're right. There mm. are things we miss. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot we miss. <laughs> yeah. Well. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even though we're in touch. Well, I, there was. I I definitely, I definitely think that there was previous generations. There's an arrogance. About being American too. Mm. I mean, it still exists. I don't. I don't think we all have that. It's oh no, 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 general, no. But no, there no, is, I, there I is mean, definitely that. Yeah. We're talking about generalizations, yes. A huge generalization. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'm, but it definitely exists. I think yeah. even to this day. But I agree. Yeah. You know, it's like if English was good enough for Jesus, oh, it was good enough for my kid. Oh, you know. Gosh. <laughs> That's one of my favorite quotes of all time. <laughs> that, that is that is awesome. What the hell said that? <laughs> That's one of the greatest quotes of all time. <laughs> Did somebody oh, actually <laughs> dare to say that? I heard about it. <laughs> oh my if God. English is good enough for, for Jesus. Jesus. It's good okay. enough for my kids. That, that, what a quote. That's so, so much. outrageous. So you, can't even take, you can't even believe it. <laughs> no, no, no. This, what this a philosopher you just, that person is. <laughs> yeah. This you put in a museum in a small box. <laughs> yeah. Without hair. Yeah, seal it. Airtight. <laughs> I thought you said without hair. I did too. <laughs> but I'm, I guess for the last couple months though, I've been just completely, it, it's, that's filled my thoughts mm. a, a lot. Like thinking about, about how small the world has become, you well, know. Well, I mean, let's talk a bit about art. I think this, oh, yeah. this, this has a... <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Just, that was the prelude. This, this was yeah. Now we have a two-hour, yeah, yeah, almost a two-hour prelude. Now we're getting into. Now it. we're getting into <laughs> stuff, right? So people, you know, welcome, welcome to the Frieder Show. Hi. <laughs> we're start talking about art. Wait, what? Was Not that? that we have to. But. You made it nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're going into, into the doorway. The you saw the door. Yeah, it's a very streamlined door. Somebody needs to walk through there right now. Janice will walk through. Yeah. Okay. So she's walking <laughs> through. <laughs> okay, now I'll come back out. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> we have a proper sci-fi door here. That's right. Don't mess with us. I, I think it looks very sci-fi. Yeah. I love it. We should make our doorways like that at home. <laughs> yeah, block off like a half. <laughs> yeah, see if the kids you know notice. Say, right. Everybody's going to be in a diet. No, 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 no what you what's do, what you, what you do, you make it smaller. Just, just, yeah. you know, bit by bit. I love that. I love that. That's really funny. There's a great sign. And so they say, hey, I can't get through, through the door anymore. Exactly. What? Huh. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I love seeing signs, and there's this one, like on a church, that said, Weight Watchers meeting through the double door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <That's> so perfect. <laughs> uh, America's not on the top, bad, top one anymore of uh, fattest yes. people in the world. They do not? No. America does not. Mexicans, Egyptians, 
Egyptians? Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Hey, we got pyramids. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that's, that's sorry, sorry for that remark. That's really bad. That's okay. Nobody heard it. No. There's twenty people who listen to it. They, they'll that's maybe right. accept my apology. Anyways, back to art. Okay, let's talk about art. Let's talk about art. You know, because because you know what you, what you say. It's in your head. Like, hey, this we live in. A, we live in a freaky world. A freaky world. We're trying to reconcile yeah. these things. Yes, yeah, and and I don't think we as artists uh, uh, are. Are fast enough anymore to adapt to this, yo? Uh, visual artists, I think visual artists are in a really weird place mm-hmm. because, I mean, there there are some painters that I've seen recently mm-hmm. whose work I kind of like, and but there's almost like a romanticism about a lot yeah. of work, and it's like I have to I have to hang on to these things. I need to paint oil on canvas. Yeah. Or, you know, or, or subject matter or whatever that... And, and to me, but that's just not even relevant anymore. You're putting the, I said, the, the point on the needle, the needle on the point or whatever. Uh, I, mess, I mess up. I, got, I, went, I went right for the jugular yeah. there. Yeah. No, no, but this is, this is an essential problem, okay? You know what? In this, uh, artists become r- romantics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They start to, to hold on to their ideas and the territories. Instead of saying, "Hey, wow, what's happening? How how do I dive in into here? What you know? What is this? Yeah, you know? and and which is which is super scary, you know, because nobody knows where where our world is going at the moment. Really, nobody knows. That's why yeah. why you know, I mean, if you look at any government, they're just doing something and hope it works out. Yeah, you know, and you know, the economics people." You know, really understand. We're just doing something. We're we're not. You know, we have all kinds of theories and and you know, like, but the the I said the Federal Reserve. They just make it up as they go along. Hmm. You know, and the same with the European Bank. They just think, okay, let's try it like this. And oh, they believe me. Okay, great. Then we just run with it. And then people believe it. It works a bit, and then it collapses again. And you know, what whatever how however that works. But the same goes for artists. You know, we're we're we can't keep up with the world because one thing that happens with artists you know as soon as you kind of uh, you know you uh, before it was enough you know if you look at the modernist it was enough okay you know like a Donald Judd I make really kind of clean square minimalistic things you know there was a thing there was a discovery there was an, uh, uh, yeah. say a, a milestone you know uh, there's no milestones left. There's only there's only like like millimeter stones. Left. I think we've been surpassed. Yeah. By other media. Yeah. Because as soon as we 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 you know put out our, rela- our relations, instantly uh, integrated into uh, into uh, um, uh, uh, advertising. Oh, know, absolutely. Into, yeah. Into business models. Into media. There's. Pe- yeah. I mean the media's absorb it and churn it out in into different ways so instantly you know there's so i read so many articles of, of artists who do something and been stolen by music artists uh, yeah you know uh, where their ways turn into a music video and whatnot right yeah where it waters down even even uh, and uh, marina abramovich who's basically is working more and more for advertising companies mm-hmm. you know so it goes both ways you know like a person who really kind of furthered the art, you know, is overrun by the world now. Yeah. I, I, just, I just, I think that, you know, I mean, the rock stars of 
you know, the, the 18th century were painters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, artists aren't rock stars anymore. They're, nobody cares about art, visual artists anymore the same way that they care about film directors or actors. I mean, or, or even sometimes writers. If you think about how the writers are being marketed, like, let's say, a novelist. Right. I mean, their names, their names are far larger than the titles of the book, you know, and the same thing with movies. Movies are being marketed in the same way. We're not we're not marketing a story. We're not marketing a movie. We're marketing an actor instead. That's what's going to carry the movie. You know, so you get the same people playing the same roles, you know, in different settings. I, I have a hard time with this. But um, the point that I'm trying to make is that really, I, I think we've done, as artists and art people in the art world, we've done a horrible job yes. of alienating ourselves from the rest of the world. Mm. You know, where, where everybody else Cause, is making... Because we believe, you know, and that's the modernistic disease. I, you know, I just make it up right now. But I think it's a modernistic disease where you thought you had the truth. You, know, mm -hmm. you were discovering the world. You were ahead of everything. You know, yeah. And this myth, you know, that that's a thing. You know, as artists, you're always suffering from the myth of the people who come before you. Like the the Van Gogh right. myth. You know, you have to be a. You've suffer. got to hate. You've you got to hate your predecessors. You have to. You know, you have to suffer as an artist. You have to. You know, like all these cliches which are yeah. built around a certain certain individual artist. You know, which being projected on on, you know, because you know that's what. What the yeah. masses know, and they project it on you, and you're you're going to be pushing that. And you go to Amsterdam; that's like the most the the, the number one tourist spot is the Van Gogh Museum. It's, it's on the top three. No, yeah. it's probably the Rijksmuseum. Museum. We well, the line, uh, we heard from everybody. That, well, I mean, this doesn't mean anything, but everybody we're new in town. Oh, you'll probably want to go to the Picasso and museum. Me to the Van Gogh Museum. Excuse me. And then and everybody We go there. We didn't go to the museum, but we're walking by. And you go to the Stalag next door. It's much more interesting. That's where we were. Yeah. We were coming from we the Stalag, and we went by yeah, the Van Gogh Museum. Yeah, we the line was rice. massive. But that's just logistics. You know, I mean, well, it could you, be because it's a smaller museum. You're saying, right? Yeah. More people yeah. in a smaller oh, so, museum. Yeah, okay. you know, but but still, I, I guess the the point. Everybody, for some reason, we love we we want to keep the stereotype going of like a well, suffering yeah. artist. Again, thing. I mean, why why is marketing? Yeah. The name they know. Why why yeah. is Van Gogh so so know. big? You know, I mean, of course he's a very good painter. You know. Mm -hmm. Of course he is. But people but, don't care but, about Van Gogh. The, they, they are more interested in the person Van yes. Gogh than the actual paintings yes. by Van Gogh. And the why? paintings are just kind of like a reflection yeah. or productive of him. Yeah. But they're much more interested in the personality. You the know, excrement of him. The excrement of him. Okay. I like to see artists' well, excrements. And then you see, like, I, I think the movie um, about... Basquiat is kind of interesting too for the it's the same thing right same it's thing. like it's myth building we just put somebody else in the role it's the same role we just put somebody else in there you know um, and, and we'd love to see this why is that I, I remember seeing it for the first time and just being completely disgusted with the movie. I, and then I watched it about 45 more times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. I've literally and seen the, that movie. What did you discover after that? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, 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 I watched it once, maybe twice, but I think I watched it once. And I, I liked the movie. It was, uh, I mean, because, I mean, the good thing about Basquiat, you know, he was, he was closely related to Warhol and he was closely related to that. Yeah. To that point where where 
where uh, artists really became rock stars. Right, you know? right, and and they're probably the last. Yes. With a couple, with the exception of a couple, I mean, how many how many art stars? I mean, at that level, are there in the world today? Well, there's. I a, mean, there's very a list. few. I think Artnet has a list of 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 artists. They rank them by whatever system they have, and there's about fifty thousand artists on that list. That's the artist. I was on it some somewhere in somewhere in there? very in the forty forty low forty uh, high forty thousands, right? <laughs> but basically, the people who really count are the top thousand. And that's the people who make a living of art, and then the top hundred—that's the people who are the superstars. Yeah, that's a hundred artists on three, you know, on six billion people. It's a tiny amount. That's so. Talk about alienation. Mm. Talk about how how we've completely uh, just we I don't think just us you know doing a show here you know we're already we're already you know in in that fifty thousand category. Oh oh wow I'm honored. Yeah. yeah of course. I mean, <laughs> wow wow I'm within the fifty thousand. No and and <laughs> of course you are. You know you you've been a professional artist for for so many years. You've been selling. You've been showing. You know. And you, you, this gallery is not even on Artnet, so we're uh-huh. we're not registered as. Oh, such, you're not registered because that's yeah. the other. You know, it's 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 yeah. all a scam, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like like the Nielsen uh, rating. So exactly. It's all, it's all yeah. made up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And but uh, uh, nonetheless, it shows some something of kind of the the small scale. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Even though you, even if you double it, triple it, you know, even yeah. tenfold, it's still super minimal. And, and you think about what's being expressed as, I mean, I see it as no, what, why is what we're doing any different than being a musician, right? Being a contemporary musician. I, what's the difference? We're doing the same thing. We're just doing, expressing these things visually instead. Yeah. So, but why is it that every other medium gets so much more recognition than we do? And I'm not even yes, bemoaning that yes no, at all. Yes I think no. we've done it to ourselves. I think, I think it goes both ways because as an artist, you, you, get a lot of credit because everybody wants to be an artist and everybody thinks they're an artist but but it's the romantic artist that they want to be sure yeah. sure they they want to be you know sure sure they want to be maybe because they're suffering at home or something you know they want you know they love the misery and mm. they want to be miserable and be an artist and be miserable you know mm. but i mean it to me it's like we we we're so far beyond oil on canvas mm. you know i mean i think for the most part Right? I mean, but at the same time, we all want to see that. Mm. Or many people want to see that anyways. Mm. We want to own it. It's something that will go up in our homes. Well, or the, the thing with oil and canvas uh, against critic and canvas is just uh, it, it, that's, that's not such a... Uh, I think it has less to do with art. It has much more to do with, with how long things last. Uh, but, but there's a value attached to that, yeah, right? Exactly. Assuming if your that your painting is is lasting longer, you know, you can you know, attach stories more to it. You can you know you can build a story because I mean the, the we were talking about the monk that was stolen here in Oslo. Yeah. Not, uh, you know that probably tripled its value. Just being stolen. Being stolen. Yeah, I, I think you're right. But of but course, see, now we're talking then about it's awesome world it famous. Uh, you know? But it but you just sit on something that's really interesting. You, you attach the value of the painting or the rise of the value as if 
it is a better painting than other paintings because mm. of that, mm. or that it's more more value because now because it has more historic significance. It's got more. The funny thing, historic significance has nothing necessarily to do with art. No, no, it has nothing to do it with the art. With it has to do with stolen. commodity. It has to be yeah, uh, who, who, who dealt with that? Somebody you know? stolen on purpose just to do this exact thing. Could be. Talk yeah. about conspiracies. I mean, yeah. this has <laughs> this maybe not with a monk, but this has been done before. Absolutely, yeah. you know. That's how you speculate. If you can, you know, if you have the if you have the means. Why but again, not? we're not we're not going back and, and looking at like like an artwork and saying what's being expressed as the value. We're mm-hmm. saying it's been stolen. It's been desired no, 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 more than no, other no, painting. No, no, it's it's like a diamond. It's it's more than that because because uh, uh, first of all, you know, like a Van Gogh, he was he was ahead of the curve in some means, you know? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Them, yeah. you know? I think you're and right. then on top of that, all these stories make it extra interesting. Right. I, I like Van Gogh's paintings, by the way. Many I, of them. I, I do I, like I really them, too. Do. The problem I have with them, you know, they're, they're I say, calendarized so much. Oh, they, oh absolutely. Yeah, right. So, they're like coffee so, mugs, calendars, yeah, so, postcards. So, They've got hats with them. They put sunglasses on them. Yeah. And I saw, I saw, it's a commodity yeah. again. Okay. I saw, I saw, I, I, I scanned another article about, about, you know, like the, uh, the downside of the success of big, big, uh, museums, yeah. like the, you know, the, the British museum who has like 6.2 million visitors a year, you know? Wow. I mean, uh, the other Vatican has like a similar number or, or, you know, if there's so many people looking at a specific point of, uh, yeah, I was in the Rags Museum and watching it the, mm-hmm. the Night Watch and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah we were there too. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with anything anymore. You know, it has to do with you standing there and seeing what everybody else sees. Yeah. It has nothing to do with what's happening on the canvas. Well, you know what, it's, it's really funny that you say that because it, it reminds me of stand, being in that position, we were, we were looking at, um, uh, the the handmaid, I think it's the handmaid yeah, by the, by, yeah, the by Vermeer. Vermeer. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about that one. And yes. and so we're looking at it, and we're standing right in front of it, and all of a sudden there's a giant camera lens that comes in the side of it, like the to, to, you know off the side to take a picture of it with a flash going off, and all I could think of is, you really have to have a photo of this. There are literally hundreds of thousands that you can download photos that have been taken under perfect lighting conditions, but you have to have that, have to have that one for yourself. With... Exactly, <laughs> right. From an angle. Mm. From an angle. <laughs> From an angle. With my what? head in it. <laughs> With my head in it. And what is the And there's a glass plate in front of it so you get a reflection. Exactly. Yeah. And All of this stuff. I couldn't believe it. Like, I would, I would much rather just go and download this in, in, in a second and get probably a much better image but what's the point in doing that? To well, prove you know, that you were there? No, no I, I guess. Yeah. But do you need to, who do I need to prove? I can't, well, they take well, me at my word? In, in defense of him. Look at I was standing there. In, in defense of him. Okay, you know, good. I, I take a lot of pictures uh, of things too. You know, I, t- I take them often just to remember. To remember. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, wow, this was an interesting thing. And this could be a, this could be a, this could be the night Okay, wow, they did the, really nice solution to like a I say a visual problem like a painting problem mm-hmm. or, okay I want to just take a picture mental learning yeah mm-hmm. right and you know maybe he just has a big camera just that was the only he forgot his phone he just has a big camera okay I mean, could be we'll give him the benefit of the doubt yeah right yeah all the time give some but but it, I but couldn't stop laughing about no, it no of course not of course <laughs> it's so ridiculous of course not 
but that's also I mean this is a uh, this is an interesting thing you know because I mean this is you know, like the the NSA uh, uh, conspiracy came out that they're really watching everybody much more and incredibly more than and this is this is the spy era everybody has a camera everybody has a camera everything is documented everything is documented everything is documented it's, I mean yeah. I'm fascinated by this a walk in the park man you know? yeah. and uh, I mean look at us and and announced yeah it's not only it's not only documented but it's announced to everybody the podcast yeah today we're there doing, we go you know, yeah we Instagrammed it we probably mm-hmm. Facebooked it we took many pictures we'll well, you know, of course, this is an event we want to publicize, yeah. Yeah. but nonetheless, you know, it's, uh, it's, and I do a crappy job yeah. at, at publicizing even, but, you know. I, I, I don't know. It gets out there. But I, I mean, as far as like newspapers and things like that, I don't, I haven't read a newspaper in seven years. I haven't picked up a newspaper. I, I, I'll read blogs and things like that. Yeah. That's what I did. Or I'll read things online. The, the funny thing is, you know, when I was a kid, I was doing paper rounds just to make some extra money. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But, and, and at the end, we had seven different papers at home. So I, I said, okay, I'm going to read them because my brother and sister were doing it too, but they were doing different papers. So, you know, like I was doing one paper rounds, we had two different papers, and other ones, other brother and sister were doing another paper rounds, or three other papers, and etc. So we had a lot of papers in the house. So I was reading them all, and basically they say exactly the same thing. They just angle it a bit different. Yeah, of course. Because they get their sources from the same point of view. Right. That's why I figured out, okay, you know, what we talked about earlier, all news is about exchange of energy. Mm -hmm. And and you, as a person, have to decide, okay, what do you want to put your energy into, right? Absolutely. We've got endless choices. Yes. And, And the thing you put energy into, grow. So if you put energy, and this is this is maybe an esoteric point of view, but if you put energy in all the misery in the world, the misery will grow. Yeah, if I you, believe, no, I believe oh, that too. Yeah. yeah. If you put your energy in in the positive things or in things you're interested in, those things will grow. Yeah. yeah and you have that. It's a really good point. And you have that choice. And we were talking about this addiction of you know this the drama of news. You know, we wanna. Yeah. We need a kick every now and again. Oh wow, a plane is shot down. Oh wow, another country at war. Oh wow, this and that. You know, oh this is horrific, horrific. This yeah. and, and we top it and top it and top it and top it. Oh, there's a natural disaster which killed. But if you really you know go back to statistics, you know, I mean the the plane crash now or the the plane execution, let's say it like that. You know, it's super tragic, but there's two hundred people in there. There's six right. billion people on this planet, right? And there's yeah. and there's hundreds of thousands who die in a much worse conditions than that. Exactly. I mean, it's a it's that. a it's a drop in the bucket and in nobody, terms of and, numbers. And nobody talks about those, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think more than anything, though, the the story that that particular story touched a nerve because nobody wants to die like that. Um, you know, I no, think I no, think more no. than anything, I I I, I, I I will say the opposite. You know, okay. If you die, you know, you're on a plane and suddenly a rocket hits you, you're dying. You, you know, That's you're a good way instantly. to go. But you die no. instantly. You know, you don't. You don't. Uh, uh, you just die. But okay. You know, you don't. But you that's don't not suffer really what I was necessarily talking about. What I what I meant though is that so many people fly, they could say that could be me. That could have been me on that plane. But then and again, you look at statistics. But that's a fear. You know, again. But if you look at the statistics. You know, it's much more likely you die in a car accident. But people, yeah, yeah, way more, way more die in car accidents on the way to the airport than actually being on the plane. Of course. But 
it, but it's driving is so much more commonplace. You know, I mean, it's that primordial fear that people have the thing, of, the of like shark is, attacks. The difference Everybody's is... Everybody's terrified of dying by shark attack, you know? The difference is... How many people really die from that? Yeah. Right. I mean, like, three people in Australia a year yeah. die from that. Well, even if it's a hundred. Even, even if it's a hundred. Even if it's a thousand. It's nothing. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's the thing, you know, I mean, the scary part of dying in a plane is you can't go anywhere. You know, in a car, you're, you have some control. Yeah. In a plane, you're just sitting. You can there. go out the window. You're sitting ducks. You know, you're sitting ducks. And that's the scary part about this part, that you're sitting ducks, basically. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. And that people have access to, to rockets, which can just blow you out of the sky. And then you're done. 10Ks high, right? But if you got to go somewhere, that's a good way to you know, go. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, quick. well, it's, it's not a good way to go, you know, but it, it's, a it's a way to go. Yeah, because yeah. nobody wants to experience the pain of it. No. Because no. if you, if you uh, uh, you know, I told you before, my, my sister died of cancer a long time ago. Oh, yeah. You know? And, uh, uh, um, you know, the thing she was most fear of is not dying. The pain was, yeah. she was much more f- uh, in fear of the pain than of dying itself. Yeah. You know, that she's going to be suffering. Yeah, that she would endlessly suffer. And, and luckily in our world, you know, you have means to, to uh, I say, uh, control, control, control suffering. Pain, yeah. you know? mm-hmm. All I could, as you're saying that, all I could think of is Munch. Yeah. Like Munch's paintings, those early ones of like his family around him, you know. I mean, those were like really dreary you know, you paintings. You know, uh, uh, where, I li- where, I, where I live, two doors down, uh, he used to live. Munch did? Yeah. There's Two doors down. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 apartment was for sale not too long ago. Wow. And uh, but the story goes, his father was a lawyer or something similar like that, and and he invested a lot, and he was a real real bastard. And you know, his sister died of of look at look at me. Yeah. And you know why she died? Because uh, they were put in all these these houses which were were just finished oh. and they didn't haven't dried out yet, so they were really moist and really things. So they kind of got sick. You mean from um, from lead poisoning? No, no, I don't lead poisoning, but just just like if you build a building, it needs to settle. Uh-huh. You know, it needs, it needs to, to dry. Yeah, it needs to dry. You know, all the concrete, all the stones, all the stuff. I don't know how it works. And they moved into a house, and it was and and, and he put his children in there because it was cheap. He didn't mm-hmm. have to think about it, and yeah, of course he didn't know better. But uh, you know, they. Uh, 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 you know, I think that one of the speculations is that this is uh, Munch's sister died because of le- leukemia, was it? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Uh, oh, which put is into these houses. Cancers, yeah. Leukemia. Mm. You, you know what? I was thinking. Um, I don't think it was leukemia. We should look this up. No, it was. Uh, it was. It was something. It was. It was. Um, oh, why can't I think? It's an airborne oh, disease. Um, it starts with a T. <laughs> T- tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she died of tuberculosis. Yeah. And it was something, it's kind of like a bad so, death, too. Yeah. You're yeah, coughing up, you're, you're coughing literally, yeah, yeah. your lung is. Yeah, it's, it's messy. But. Uh, um, I didn't know that. Are um, you going to do the research? Because yeah. I'm bullshit oh, good. as usual. <laughs> it's probably right. You were pretty close uh, last time. <laughs> but, it, but you grew up, I mean, your house, your apartment, it's, you're down it's just there. down from Munks. Yeah. That's incredible. But Munk lived in many places. Yeah. So, I mean, he moved around a bit. I, um, when I was about... <sighs> and he was successful during his lifetime, too, which is... Uh, yeah, in fact, it kind of killed his career, I think. What I mean, it? after he, like, with the Scream and with the, the that Madonna... That killed his career? The... 
the success kind of killed his career. Oh, because why he didn't have but to have that suffering. Just up the street. Uh, oh, I have to tell you. Just up the street, there's <laughs> like the Freya factory, which is a chocolate factory, and he he painted uh, in in the in the I say the the eating area. He painted about ten or twelve large paintings on the wall. It's like once a year, it's open. I, I, oh I've wow! Seen, it's it's just ri- literally hundred meters from here. Whoa! Oh, oh wow. we've got so, to check that out. So we should. So we should, yeah. Uh, so we should, uh, ma- yeah. We maybe we should, should try to it. get if we c- could get in or something. That'd be super cool. Yeah. No, when when I was like eighteen, nineteen, I was completely obsessed with Mook. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, completely. Mook and uh, James Enzer. Wow. Yeah. Do you know Enzer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Belgian painter. Those are two artists that I absolutely loved, <laughs> and they're kind of they're similar. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities. Similar time. Weird. It was, it was brewing in the air, yes. Yeah, there was a lot of, um, uh, both of them, there, there's a lot of uh, suffering. Belgium and Norway in that time was maybe a bit similar. similar. I, could, I, could, I, could, I could see that, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe that's a far, far reach conclusion, but I could see the similar, you yeah. know. Well, both of them had kind of, uh, I mean, the the majority, like their successful part of their career, where I mean, where they were recognized, mm. was fairly early. Mm. I think for, for Munch, it was, he was like maybe under 40 when he became very successful, because all the paintings after that were pretty, they, they weren't edgy at all. Mm. You know, they, they weren't, they didn't have the expressiveness that he's kind of known for. Mm. You know, they're kind of like pleasant landscapes and, you know, uh, Afternoon in the park. I, I know. I know a little of Monk too. Really, really you know. you do? I I don't know much about him. Oh. No, I write about uh, tuberculosis. <laughs> I was tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah, it was tuberculosis. Yeah. When when people died back then, it was usually yeah, tuberculosis. Yeah, mostly, yeah, yeah. Um, and Enzer was James Enzer was kind of like similar too. Mm. He ended his career as a painter at a very early age, and then went on to do kind of like other things like graphic design and yeah. like you know like more like less kind of mainstream yeah well they're le- more kind of like lucrative you know where you could actually make some money mm. but you know he did a lot of really weird paintings too they're kind of really what, nutty interesting nutty <laughs> yeah they were they were really odd really odd paintings I mean I think for the time they were very odd too but that's another th- interesting thing you like um, how I see art history like you have before this First World War mm-hmm. in Europe, you know, and they were pretty far out, you know, till then, till 1910. They basically yeah. did everything, and then they had to reinvent everything from 45 on. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's basically, they had to go back to base after the two world wars. They kind of were back from scratch. And, and, and uh, you know, if I look back to, like, I'm also interested in furniture now again. If you look at furnitures, Back then, they were, you know, what people often kind of express as really new and edgy. Now, they mostly did already back yeah. then. Yeah. You know, and this, I think the same goes for art, partly. You know, like a Kurt Schwitters, which was I think around nine, nineteen ten. It was you know, it's like between the wars, I think. Completely. If yeah, if you have a Gregor Schneider nowadays, I don't mm-hmm. know if you know him. You know, uh, he's a German. I don't think. Is he a painter? No, he's a he's a, a graphic total installationist. Oh really? He yeah he wasn't a Venice, uh, the Venice Biennale uh, uh, represented Germany there. Huh. And he makes these really claustrophobic, weird, 
weird weird spaces where he builds like a completely building into just weirdest I mean super is he a contemporary artist yeah he's now oh oh okay yeah but oh. but uh, uh, you know for me that relates to then mm-hmm. you know, that's that's as contemporary as then so it basically means you know we're we're still there well, yeah I mean we yeah, what we're really talking about earlier that you know more and more artists turn into romantics you know has something so. to do with that you know we're we're glorifying past age where they it, were or they're trying they, to bring it back yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that I do mean with glorifying you know they yeah. they uh, um, I think they, 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 they recognize back then you could you could make discoveries yeah and making a discovery now is is so complex that I think hardly any artist is able or dares to do they not want to take do they not want to make the mistake we were talking about this Mm -hmm. are they afraid to make that leap that jump that error it's the fear of that might not work uh probably too probably Mm -hmm. too because i mean to agree to 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 be to be outside society nowadays is a lot harder than before even though it was harder to be outside before but if you don't to jump. to to now not have a phone not to be connected to really kind of you know disregard everything and do the things you know our our society is 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 set up in such a way that you you cannot escape it anymore you know you're 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 sucked in and all you know just when you thought you were out they suck you back in well, you can't. There, I don't. I think it's impossible. <laughs> I think people try try to be outsiders. They resist. But as soon as all, they they, they turn into these characters, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they've been complete. You know, that's the thing. As soon as you try to be, a, like I I met a a guy in Detroit, uh, Hamilton Poe, fantastic guy. If you're listening, Hamilton. Great name. Hello, Hamilton Poe. You know, and he he, <laughs> you know, he. I thought he was really. He was just. But he was a complete hipster. He was biking to everything. He was, you know, buying at the at the market his foods and you know doing all the right things. But not because, but he was doing them because he was doing them, not because right. he thought it was. He's the, gonna be. He's gonna be counterculture. He 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 he, he, he is counterculture. He's, but he's inadvertently counterculture. He wasn't making a constant. No, he I was, mean, a, he a wasn't making a statement. Decision. No, he wasn't making a statement. He's, he's just like that's hey, his, this is. I'm not interested in this. He, that was his natural state. Right. So say, right. Right. And he's authentic yeah, yeah what we call authentic but you know in no time that's framed and, and molded and and, yeah. and and becomes urban urban outfitters yeah <laughs> yeah urban yeah. The, urban <laughs> outfitters is, is kind of a uh, I, I think of it as a store that's kind of offensive hmm. well the, the funny thing now is that 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 the term hipster becomes something you know like oh yeah well and, and this is of, it's I think it's super meta meta you know, it's that, pre-yuppie yeah. hipster is pre-yuppie oh, hip, the term hipster is like from the 1950s I mean it's a really really old term I mean probably even to the jazz era in the 40s now, hipster you know, I know I know an urban legend about a hipster it comes from the the opium age where people were lying on their hip oh okay there you go thank you <laughs> this is a urban legend but uh, I wasn't. It could into, be. I wasn't into the. Uh, I believe I everything like, on Wikipedia. I know this is not. This is not from <laughs> Wikipedia even. You know? This is. This is. Uh, I'm interested in the aesthetics of the opium dance. Mm-hmm. The aesthetics of the opium dance. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, kind of interesting. That is interesting. I've never yeah. seen an opium den in color. No. I've seen pictures in black and white. No, but I, yeah, right, right. I I hope I hope to to do an installation one day related with. 
to that. That's a great idea. Make an opium den. No, not a real one, because that's not interesting. That's just, that's Disney. But uh, um, no, it, it's about this, this uh, it's about the sensuality of, a, of an opium den, or, or about the, it's a, all of, an opium den is all about light, actually. Mm-hmm. You think yeah just like our house not not not. (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, i'm completely obsessed with like with like the lighting situations and rooms and things like that well it it's a mood of course yeah Yeah, of course yeah yeah Yeah, so it has a lot to do with okay but but so in one of these books i i have something i think it somewhere came up there but as it's an it's an urban legend because hipster comes from from, from lying on your head. I can see that. Though. It comes from yeah. a different place. That, well, that, I, I don't. I think that's made up. But but even part, like the. I mean, hey, it's a good story, isn't it? The jazz era, though, I, I believe, is also the hip generation. It's the hip era. Oh. And they were lying on their hips. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Hips. Right. So I mean, I don't know if you're too far off with that. It, I mean, there might be some some, but you know, this is not fair. These these terms aren't verifiable, anyways. You know, they're. Just I mean, hipster has just reappeared within like the last seven or eight years. But the hipster now has a completely different meaning. Oh, it's completely different, yeah. yeah. And and I feel it's really meta because it doesn't describe anything. It doesn't describe, you know, like uh, I say, uh, um, a punker or yeah. or a metalhead or... Or a, or a hipster to me because I hadn't heard the term mm. uh, at all. And mm. uh, it's just a, a young person, like a high school kid, trying to find their whatever or the yeah, breaking the, into all these new but the hipsters now is, the hipsters now is a different thing that's 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 a whole you know it has a bit it, it, it's related to what I was describing about Hamilton mm-hmm. you know he's very hip without wanting it to be but right. people were copying you know it's, it's like yeah let's say not, not necessarily him but people like him were copying him and then you get like the I say the the, uh, the ripples again yeah you know? You've of a couple of ripples. He's now. the one that's creating the ripples. Hmm. Exactly. And oh, that's a nice metaphor to go back to the art again. You know, I don't. Oh, think, yeah. I don't think there's there's too much artists nowadays who create ripples. You know, who throw actually yeah. a pebble into the pond. And and I think I think that that uh, is a real crisis, a crisis in the yeah. arts. I I don't my my take on it is that I just don't think people know what to do. I a lot of kids that are making art don't know what to do. They're they're forced into a situation through the school that they're going to or whatever that they can do that this is acceptable, this is not acceptable. Mm. You know, like doing certain things is okay, doing these things are not. I mean, even when I was in graduate school, these things were placed upon me. I mean, I was told, you can't do this, you can't do that. I mean, my reaction was like, fuck you, I'm doing it. I don't mm. care what you tell me. Mm. You know? That's a little harder to say that nowadays. Because it has... It I has, think it was, it was hard to do back then. I think it's... Yes, yes. But you, but you have to say... Yes, but it has different repercussions now than it had before. Uh, I, 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 okay, I need to hear you out on this. Because yeah. what do you mean by Cause, that? Because exactly? I, you know, I do believe it was harder back then because you, you had to fight the big wave. You, know, you had to stand up and say, hey, fuck this. You know? But nowadays, it's a, it's a subtle undermining of the things. You know? It's just like this, this shrug of people. Oh, yeah, 
you doing like that I don't give a shit then you know it's it's not like oh well, what the fuck are you doing are you are you know it, it, it's not a position it's like oh you're doing that okay well then we'll put you in that category and then we don't need to do but I think it's anymore. but what you're talking about I mean when you made that face and you said that I remember that's exactly the face that my Dutch professor made it was I'm not kidding it was like identical to that <laughs> great it was it was identical to that it was, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's maybe a Dutch way. That's different. Yeah. That might be different. Actually. He's a Dutch photographer. Yeah, that's... You don't want to meet them. But it, but it was very... Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean... I don't know any Dutch photographers. I just <laughs> wanted to say that. <laughs> There's got to be a certain authenticity to what you do. Yeah. Regardless of, of what anybody else tells you. You shouldn't and, be doing or you shouldn't be doing. But... It, it, but, but people but are that's following a, trends. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. I think that's the difference now. You, you could... Uh, I think before it was easier to stand out. Now you're you're on all levels seduced into the mainstream, on all levels. You know, just just your 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 computer is seducing you into. Well, that. that's just it. Just your your your, your your you know everything is seducing you into into this this mainstream. You know, there is no subversive. As soon as something subversive, it's been integrated and and put into place. Yeah, yeah this is, I totally agree with. Right. I mean, this and, is and this is unique. To this time, yeah. to this yeah. period in time, where there are very few things. I mean, really, you can have to forgive me for saying this, but there are very few things that aren't acceptable anymore, yeah. right? I mean, I think pedophilia is like probably the worst crime at the moment. That's at the moment. At, at the moment. Globally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Early on. So uh, to be really subversive, you have to join Mamla. The Man Boy Love Association no, <laughs> to be truly subversive. Yeah. No, but uh, no. Uh, or you eat eat dead fetuses. He eating oh. dead fetuses will get you there too. There's a Chinese artist who did that. Who ate dead yeah, fetuses? Yeah, I saw a documentary on that. And even going there, that's not and, jumping. And that's just getting media publicity. No, no, no. He didn't. Do, this was interesting because because this was in this was in a documentary I saw here in article yeah. about about like Chinese artists and like really the, 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 the hard-edged Chinese artists. And there were a lot of people who were, were, you know, but I mean, if you commit to eating a dead fetus for art's sake, you know, I mean, just wrap your brain about it, around it. I mean, just... I can't. You know, because why is that art? That's cannibalism. Why it, is that? It is, but cannibalism, cannibalism is, 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 you know, doesn't exclude art. You know, if it's cannibalism... It, you mean the, or, or, theoretically, or it doesn't exclude cannibalism? Art, yeah, I think yeah. That, that's yeah, art doesn't yeah, exclude yeah, cannibalism. Yeah. Yeah. Because there so. is no... Uh, I always thought there weren't any boundaries. Like, you can't... Everything's open. Everything's possible, Theoretically, in art, yes. But then yes. what you guys are just in, saying is, no, we have these guidelines. We aren't supposed to do this. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. What? Art is open. Art should be... Anything you can think of, maybe that's that, why I think people that's, won't make these jumps because I think society's the, kind of put you in a little cage, yeah. invisible cage, yeah. to where someone might not be yeah. okay with that. Yeah. But I, that's even the best. I mean, that's almost the best if it's not if if you're causing controversy, if you question, are a controversial figure. I mean, it's I I keep on thinking of. Uh, the, the death metal guy, the Norwegian artist yeah. that we were talking about. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin, like the, the Duke, or you said something like that? I haven't seen a lot of his work. I've, I've only seen a very small amount of it. So mm-hmm. I, I really have a hard time commenting, and I, I haven't seen it in person. 
but I'd really kind of like to look at it more. But there seems to be a lot of that going on in it, that there's a lot of a lot of shock value in it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know but either, so oh, I don't yeah. know. No, I'm not too interested in that. But uh... I mean, it, it's definitely not about a medium or it. But that's that's the th- I think I think that's the uh, you know, to go back to your thing I think the 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 crisis how I see it and as I said this is my opinion and it's very limited and very silly, but uh, but it's your opinion yeah, yes that's why I'm able to express this, but uh, um, uh, the crisis in art lies in that we we don't know what to express anymore. I think there you go. I I would agree. And we had this hey, conversation earlier today, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We had the same question. I I I said I told Janice that I, like I just don't think artists really know what they want to say, mm. you know. And it and and I but I think it's so have, limited to by what people are telling that you can and you can't say. They're censoring themselves. They're censoring yeah, themselves because because you don't get time from society and from yourself. To develop to, things like, to look say, inward, look to, at, yeah, or to just say to things, open. yeah, to find out yeah. what, what is it actually that I'm saying, and, and what you end up. What I was telling earlier, you know, a lot of artists turn into into illustrators, illustrators, mm-hmm. you know, where they just, you know, they have an idea in their head, and then they illustrate it because that's the time they have. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have time to to reflect on 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 that illustration and then build upon it and distort it and change it and and reflect more on it and then come to some right. kind of experiment Clarify which, maybe, uh, which uh, you know which makes makes progress or which yeah. makes makes development or which makes uh, uh, you know progress is, is a linear movement but which makes expansion uh, expansion yeah that's maybe a nicer nicer metaphor yeah I think you're right I, I mean but I don't know if that's different now than it ever has been in history, you know, I mean, I think people just not well. People you know, before, what am got, I going to make art about? What people, am I going to? People before got away with with more because there was less. I mean, there were now. There's more art made than ever before because there's more artists making art. There's more really? time passed. I mean, but per, just but time. percentage wise, didn't you always say that in any point of time? Yes, right, time, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. This, this is. I mean, I'm. I'm making kind of a joke but you know sure i mean uh, there's only more artists adding to the pile you know right. you, like the first artist you know in 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 30,252 bc you know i remember that you know he, <laughs> the first the first person oh, yeah. to express press himself in a visual manner you know mm-hmm. that was number one and there could only be more after that mm-hmm. it's not less because even if he dies, he's still number one. There's still one artist who created stuff, you know. So it can, we can only add. But on the, the ratio of artists to people at then that doesn't might matter. not have That's, changed. So that, I that, are you saying that like there's it, always it, that first person that does it first, and then you build on top of the first? It, person there's always more artists who you. Know, there's there's more there's not like not less branches and yeah. Branches yeah. Not, get yeah. more. you know there so so what what happens you know you get uh, uh, i had a um, somebody i studied at the academy he had a nice nice description of the world you know maybe we as a human humankind are here only to to find out all variations mm-hmm. you know 
And and the thing is, the more variations you have, the the smaller the difference between the variations. Yeah. And that's and that's where we're heading. But you know, though, I I think the, the the people that do have things to say are not choosing necessarily visual art as a means of expression. Instead, they're going into other things. They might be going into sure, sure, they might sure. be going into theater. They might be going into television. I, r- I ran into a blog post about that. You know, like through history, because the money is in films. It, but no. No, the money is not in films. Oh, I the money is in business. The money is in in. But in, as a but in, as a ex, as, as an expression. As an expression too. That's an expression too. I no, I agree with that. By the way, but but I'm saying like to make that formal decision, I don't think they would consciously go. I'm gonna make a you, you know, know like a like a. a, a but but easy example is is Steve Jobs. He changed the world much more than anyone. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. yeah, I love Steve Jobs. Yeah, and like a like a Bill Gates will be forgotten in not too long. Well, yeah, that's because he was taking all Steve he Jobs' ideas. No, he, be, he did a great job of marketing Steve Jobs' ideas. He, he has, he, you know, he knew how to make money and how, and how to make, make. Yeah, of course, yeah, but yeah, it didn't change the world. No, it did change the world, but it didn't. It didn't change change. The he world. owned the marketplace for a long time. Hmm. Sure, sure. Off the back of Steve Jobs. Sure, sure. Well, exactly. Steve Jobs was the innovator. Steve Jobs was the innovator. He was the one of the vision. He was the visionary. Exactly. You gotta be that. You can't do it without. And if you look at history, I I saw this. I saw this blog post where where there was a a map of the world of all the people who had an impact on the world. This was hundred and twenty thousand people. In the history of the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a minuscule amount. Right. Yeah. So we are completely irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, I think about that a lot. I do. I, I, I absolutely think, yeah, I am completely irrelevant. Yeah. I am completely, what, what I do, what I make, what I do, completely irrelevant. Mm. But then I think, wait a minute, I can't be that cynical about things. I've got to... No, but the, I, I do agree. I, you know, I do believe, you know, what I was talking about, you know, my, my podcast gets about, you know, on average, 20, 20, you know, ten between twenty and forty listeners. Sometimes I'm impressed. Sometimes it peaks up to a couple of hundred, but that has to do with the person I'm talking to. It has nothing to do with me. And uh, and uh, you know, have you ever gotten into the 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 detailed statistics of that as well? Like yeah, where how long are they listening for? Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. all that, but I, I don't get go very deep in it. But I see yeah. that you know they come from all over the world and and whatnot. Hmm. But um, uh, but you know, let's say in total, you know, there's like 500 people listen to this podcast on a number of six billion. Oh, I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's, you know, and that's also why I think always like uh, uh, musicians. You know, it's a joke. They sell 10 million records. That's great. 10 million is oh, nothing. Oh, that's great. That's nothing, right? It's not no, ten million records. It's yeah. not a lot, right? You know, and e- even if you do a movie, and and you know, a lot of people see it, or you you do a, a sporting event, a lot of people see it. It's it's. it's but uh, even it's on up. those levels, is that en- is it enough recognition for those artists in those fields? You know, are they still getting there? You know, Should. maybe. Fans, I guess. You know, like like in every every expression, uh, every person who expresses him in in the world, he want an audience, and mm-hmm. the bigger the audience, you know, the the more impact, the the more impact it has on your ego and your and your. Exactly. Is it ever you know, enough? I mean, uh, no, it's never it's enough. It's never enough, and and. 
if that's what you're aiming at. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, I think that also. But you have to have something to say. Yeah. You have to. You have to be able to. Yeah. To say you have to have something to say it's something that's going to touch a nerve let's say about Kanye oh, West yeah. you know and you can say about anything about him but he has something to say it's very silly most of the time but he has yeah. something to say she he has something, something he yeah. believes in he has something he stands for you know even you know he's the laughing stock of, of of a large part of the world you know it's is he or is he making yes. him laugh <laughs> I don't know I, I, well, could, I could tell you could the be, name of one song by Kanye West no me neither but I know about Kanye West I just know his name. Yeah. yeah I mean, Why do we know about his name he's and about what he did? Yeah. He's been branded by. He's been know. branding himself. He's, he's been fighting his way up and wriggling his way where. Yeah, but he has, a, he, has a, he has a team of people that are that are branding him. Now he has. Now he has. Got to have. And now he has definitely. Yeah, but because he's grown. But he he worked his way to that point yeah. where he could make that switch. Sure. And he he married smart to uh, you know. Who did he marry? Kadeshian. Oh. Oh, that guy. I just, see, I knew the name, but I didn't know. I didn't recall. I mean, talk about weirdness. Kardashian. Right? What the, what, what the hell do they do? Why? Yeah, but that, that, that the comes on the line of the, the Paris Hilton, where, where yeah. fame, just for fame's sake, became yeah. a thing. It is you know, and a, <laughs> well, people it like is really interesting. Stuff, we, we have a saying. People want to look at a car crash, and they are a car crash. I mean, people always stop. There's a car accident or something yeah. on the side of the road. Ooh. And they're like, that's what we say. Like, that's what I say anyway. I, I it's mean, not what they say. Like some of those kinds. That's of not shows. what they say. They, they really believe in what they do. They, they have to. They have to. Because they if, believe in. in, in them, they believe in what they're doing is. No, but if such a. The large, nothing they're doing is so important. If really, if if a large part of the world is looking, I mean, just think about it. If, let's say there's fifty million people looking at what you do at every moment. Hmm? Could you deal with that? No, no, I couldn't tell. I don't think I do that much. I'm, a, I'm having a hard time with this. Yeah. I'm having a hard time with the twenty people listening to this. Right, right. <laughs> and and think think about them. They don't have to. They don't. Okay, they choose to be in that position, but they they never never knew the consequences for sure. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not. And, but they, they have, wanna, to, live, they have to live with it now. Probably. Yeah, but wanting to be famous and being famous are oh. two completely oh, different things, you. right? Because mm-hmm. you can be, you know, I also want to be famous, but, but one reason I became an artist because you can be famous without, without being known. You know, well, a, that's because visual artists are always standing behind the work. The, their work, exactly. And that's a very, very safe spot to be famous. Yeah. I mean, even, even a Damien Hirst, no, you know. Nobody you knows have, what Damien Hirst looks like. You have to, yeah, you can, you can look him up. That's that's one thing, but I mean, yeah. you have yeah. a hard time remembering him. Yeah, you know, remember how does he look again? I mean, then you have to look up. The I can't remember what he looks like. Yeah, and Jeff Koons is maybe one person who you might might kind of recognize. Maybe because he did a lot of porn photos. Yeah, that that leaves him. That you might remember example. what he looks like, yeah. right? No, but you know, he he he, you know, he comes from a from a money background, so he knows how to profile himself. You know? Jeff Koons is brilliant. Yeah, in many ways, not in his work, but in many ways. I think even in the work, he's brilliant. Some of it, but uh, not all of it. Well, come on. I mean, who who is able to crank out great work all the time? Especially when you're turning out a lot some, of it. Some of them. Uh, but he didn't make that many. Remember, there are he very few paintings. Also. <laughs> I I even doubt that he only. Made, I don't think all his work is good either. No, I know. I I think there's some better than that that I've been to respond to better than others, yeah. but. 
Right. Now, fair enough, fair enough. But um, yeah, but that that's the nice thing of being a visual artist. You don't, you know, you you're pointing attention to something. Yeah, you right. You have a, I say, a, a, a something which takes the lightning. A lightning rod. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. That's a really good metaphor for that. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, that's why, I, uh, why, but I wanted to be famous, sure. Yeah. But I didn't want to, I, I, you know. But I you wouldn't be famous on your own terms. Yes. Yes. I, I, I read, when I was a teenager, I read a lot of biographies or, or like biographies about rock stars and people like that. And, and um, yeah, it seemed very limited. Yeah. It seemed very, uh, very kind of, yeah. It, well, it, it's not, maybe a lot of times too, it's not necessarily achieving the fame, it's maintaining the fame. That's even, really incredibly difficult. Like in R.E.M., for example, you know, I, that was, that example I, I pick up uh, a lot throughout, you know, they, they built their fame up really solid, you know, they, they mm-hmm. first they went touring the world, like, or America at least several times, you know, so they build up like a very solid base before they became big. Do you know that I saw them during that time? Yeah, I can't imagine. Very small club. Yeah. Seventh Street Entry. Yeah, must be great. I bought the record from them. Yeah. From them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Radio Free Europe, I bought from them. Yeah. Yeah. No, there you see, you know, they, they, they put in, they put in the hours and they build up a solid base and they, they didn't suddenly been propelled to heights and been dropped, you know, they, they build up and, you know, they're in a comfortable place because of that. You know? Yeah. While, while, you know, and the Rolling Stones somehow managed to do it, even though they've been skyrocketed. They're just like their, a corporate. Yeah, they, they became corporate. They, they transformed into something completely. Yeah. David Bowie is an interesting example because he yeah. kept on exploring. We had a exactly. teacher in the Netherlands who used to work for David Bowie on a conceptual level, but had to leave because he was way too conceptual. Great, great, That's great teacher. Wow. Yeah, great teacher. He was a... <laughs> too conceptual. Paul, Paul, <laughs> Paul Hude, he, he was huh. great. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, so he, he just left again because he thought it was bullshit. But, but uh, you know, he, you know, Bowie tried to reinvent himself, but in the reinventing, in the end, kind of, lost his significance I think yeah but I think, I think right. he had more understanding of that he's even spoke of that the kids the kids he knows it comes from the kids like innovation mm-hmm. younger people yeah but but, but he, that's he rock never, and roll and that's that's yeah. like a teenager's game yeah yeah, yeah. that's right. that's a, that is de- and, and you know what I think it's completely dead now rock and roll yes of course music dead. music is very complicated at the moment because yeah there, as I said there's, there's no REMs anymore because you, you can't survive no you can't survive. I mean, talk about romanticism. It's like the ones that are doing it now are kind of romanticizing about what it was like at that time, you know, and recreating those things. Because, I mean, how, how many things can you do you have to with bar chords, you know, two guitars, bass, and drums? Where, where do you, you can only survive on that for 30 years. Yeah, why do you think all the symphonies started before rock and roll and pop yeah. music came, you know? Because that, and it had to break down and start all over again, of course, from a different angle. But, you know, uh, I, I started playing guitar again. And, and one thing I'm trying to learn is the 25th Symphony by Mozart. On, on guitar. guitar? Bar chords? No, just, oh. just uh, I don't know, fiddling, whatever you call huh. it. And it's really, you know, and, and just, and Mozart is kind of pop artists of the classical music, you know, and, and, but even then you see, okay, wow, this is, 
you know, I see the construction of music. I see the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, I say the uh, geometry of the music. I see mm -hmm. the, you know, I see the... But it's the, it, it's the foundation of it. Yeah. It, yeah because it, it, in the same way that you've got a visual language, you've got an audio language. Uh, and it's so much more intelligent than, than and as I said, this is a very, <laughs> it's yeah. not a very, very... Well, there's nothing worse than intelligent rock and roll. As far as I'm concerned, no, but I don't. Rock mean, and roll should not be. It should not be intelligent. Yeah. It's it's it really it's like. I I I disagree. I'm not saying popular music or good music can't be intelligent. No, I'm saying rock, rock and roll is much more about energy than about intelligence. Well, if we go into it, let's. That's my opinion. I would agree with you on that on punk rock. Because their their skill is irrelevant. Their energy is everything. It's it. The whole idea is do it yourself. Yeah. Right. I mean, and that was so much about a particular time in history. And then, like you know, punk rock came in, accomplished this thing, right? And, and then, then, yeah, then they. But the, the problem on, was yeah. now everybody romanticizes it and wants to go back and redo it, and it's like, oh, doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. It's a completely different thing. Oh. But a rock and roll, I mean. Yeah, well, maybe that's too long ago for me because yeah, even even punk rock was before it was born, basically. Yeah, you know. So, uh, but but, but that that's you know, like I think the closest what what I experienced, which was just in within my generation, was the grunge grunge movement, mm -hmm. which was because we're talking about an authenticity much more than about music. Mm -hmm. We're talking about an expression much more than about music. And and uh, uh, you know an expression of, of of a generation saying hey, we want we want a different you know like the hippies wanted and like like the mm -hmm. you know punkers punk see rockers I my the thing I really didn't like about about grunge music was that it seemed incredibly manufactured to me. Like like this is like record labels like we're getting together we're gonna like like artificial create an artificially created scene. Almost, and it's coming from a. It's coming from this place because there's really no reaction or rebellion to anything. It's just like, well, we're kind of bored with this now. No, you no, know? no. Yeah, yes, yes, and no. But I mean, you're right on a, on a certain theoretical uh, level, but on an energy level, you know, growing. Oh, there was an energy to it that was that was different. From what had happened before that, because the thing, in the eighties, it was you know, the, like the, the, everything was the punk, metal dominated you, the yeah, mainstream. Yeah, yeah. but if you also look at the punk rock thing, you know, this was, uh, you know, the punk rock was was you know, if you if you look at whenever John Rotten says something, you know, it was like you know, fuck all of you attitude, and grunge was much more like, hey, we just you know, this was the first uh, um, slacker act. No, no, this was the first uh, Occupy Wall Street movement in a way, where, mm -hmm. where, hey, we don't have an agenda. We're just fed up with it. <laughs> we're just fed up with everything. Yeah, we're just fed up with, with being exploited, fed up being, you know, being outside. We're just fed up with everything, and, and this is our expression. And that, that, that came at the right time. And it hasn't had an enormous resonance, uh, you know. At least well, clearly I, you know, it did. Yeah, you you were a bit older when that came out, but yeah. I was I was fourteen when he died, you know. And when and, Kurt Cobain died, yeah, and that's and, and and that's when I when I got into it actually. Mm -hmm. you know, See that I'm, like I thought they were one of the first ones, like Paul said, like. But then, like say after they came out. I, I felt like they were copycats, copycats. Then it like became a mainstream thing. 
Like, I don't even know if they were the first grungy band, but that's the first one I remember. Well, you well, know, Nirvana was, wasn't the first that. grungy band at all. But, but they, they were the they first were marketed not, grungy band. Yeah. They were the first, no, they, they, the, not only yeah, marketed, but they were the first who, who because Nirvana wasn't, of course they were marketed, because was, this, this was the age of marketing stuff. But they were marketed because they resonated on such a large scale, because they, they really struck a chord. Yeah, but there were. I remember hearing. This isn't when I lived in Minneapolis and I was a musician, and Nirvana would come into town. They'd mm. be playing these the Seven Street Entry is a small club. Mm. And everybody would go, oh yeah, well you know what? Right now, they Sub Pop is putting all their money into Nirvana. They're they're pushing them to major levels. So they, I mean, this was years before it happened. It, everybody's telling us. They played Nirvana, in, they, going Nirvana to played in Appledorn too. In, in did the, they really? The local, local thing. Oh yeah, they were. I mean, they uh, were touring everywhere, and uh, I mean, but the the point that I'm trying to make is that they were being pushed. Sure. You know what I mean? They were they're being marketed as being this new thing that you know people are going to get onto. It's an alternative to heavy metal. Hmm. You know, and people could kind of relate to it. It was like, sure. hey, this is fun. They've got long hair. We've got long hair. But we don't have to cut our hair to do this. But but the, that's you know, it's an easy yeah, step. Yeah, eighty short hair. The next one. No, but the funny thing is the funny. The funny thing is, you know, I mean, uh, when I grew up, you know, I listened to metal. I listened to hip hop. I listened to grunge. I listened to punk. I listened to classical. And you could kind of do that too. No, but I don't know if I could, but I did. Mm-hmm. You know, and and. But nonetheless, grunge was the one which which struck the, the biggest chord because it you know it really it really had to there do was with, something about it, it had to do with that time while metal had mm-hmm. didn't had to do with that time it had to do with you know with with uh, uh, Deep Purple and with with uh, Led Zeppelin and with with all these mm-hmm. kind of older things which out which uh, which it came right yeah and with Kiss and with with you know all these these you just mentioned and, like every band you mentioned were very seventies bands yeah but that's where the metal comes from. Yeah, right. That, that's my point. There's yeah. definitely a, a thread that goes yeah. through the '70s, and then it hits really big in the '80s. Yeah, yeah. You right? get the Guns and Roses, and, and then you got the, well, there's the a lot to me. The, Guns and Roses yeah. is the last of the yeah. metal bands. Yeah. yeah, they're like they're as metal is dying. Yeah. Grunge is starting to come up, yeah, I, and it's kind of going like that. You know, they're crossing even, each even other. You, when you even say that. Guns N' Roses tried to go grunge a little bit yeah. at the end there. Yeah, they were trying to milk it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, well uh, Axel tried to play together with with, uh, with Kurt. You know, they wanted to do the shows right, together. Yeah. And, and I, Kurt, Kurt Cobain and uh, Nirvana said, no, no way. Yeah. I'm gonna, we're, you guys actually, everything we're fighting against, more or less. Yeah. It was quite funny. Yeah, it's kind of a, Well, I mean, that, to me, that was like the very end of rock and roll right there. But it's that, all that's also at that point. But that's also the thing because I I do believe grunge was an end marker. It wasn't the beginning. It was an end marker. Yeah. It was like, hey, oh wow, you know, this is yeah. And there was a lot of in- interesting things that came after that, but all of them were kind of like hearkening back to like, older things. They're like, all kind of like recreating older. Like, like, like what? Like what? Yeah, house came. House oh no, came. I, I'm thinking of particular that's, bands that were like rock and roll bands that were really all they're doing is just no, like just, recreating uh, things from like the 70s yeah. 80s no but i think as know? new new music uh, trends uh, evolved that was the house scene and then and, and, uh, which which and the techno scene which is mm-hmm. uh, 
know, that was a new thing. See, with that, with popular music, I, I it was good to have a drug that goes along with it. Mm. You're right. Mm. There's, you know, yeah, and the ecstasy yeah. came along. And, Cocaine uh, sure. in the 80s, a little bit of pop. Yeah, exactly. Well, pop was definitely 70s. And the 90s and whatever else. Yeah, you need, right, you need ecstasy mm. to do the yeah, house thing, the I think. Not that I know, but... I, I just... Yeah. But we knew people that did that. Right. For sure. Yeah, yeah I remember. Like, we need art know. movements with, uh, with drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They we'll go along with them. We had yeah. them in this Yeah, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. Maybe that's what the hell happened. <laughs> when you take them, you don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and what you do is maybe not that interesting. It has a little color, but yeah. it's not that interesting. But, but you know, I mean, that also kind of goes... It, it has something to do with the audiences of those artists, whether they're musicians or, or visual artists, mm. you know, I mean, rock and roll popular music has always been marketed to teenagers. Mm. It's yeah. always been marketed to teenagers. And that started in the 50s, where, where teenagers became a separate group of people that were, yeah. that were being marketed to, yeah. you know? Um, and, and visual art is not marketed to kids because kids cannot buy visual art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They can. Kids can't afford it. Yeah. You know, we we fucked that up. Yeah. Well, but we, why shouldn't they be? Why you know, like, wouldn't that be cool if kids were really interested in visual artists mm. in the same way? That's not going to happen. But mm. yeah. but why not? Yeah, it might might kill the arts. If we don't get the kids involved. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, oh, well, I think yeah. I it's another. I think it's kind of a sad story. The I mean I think. The visual arts are really. That's a set. Yeah, it's not a good thing to do. No, I no. But yet we've got to do it's, it. It's a you know it's a stupid investment on every point. I mean basically, well I, I was I was reading another blog about this musician who basically gave up music because she was actually making it you know getting paid for performance and stuff. But when she did the calculation, she found out, okay I'm paying for my own performances. <laughs> yeah, if she took because all the it so much. if she took all the traveling costs or whatever yeah. costs attached to it, you know, and and she made money with it, you know, and she still was like, okay, I'm paying for playing music, you know, and she wasn't at a level where you know, and okay, and, but there's a really interesting point and, that you're making, and this is this is so true for the artists, but but and there are so few artists that will make that commitment because because. To make a, you have to believe in the statement that you're making with your work, and that means that it it can't be financial, right? I mean, we were talking about Nirvana traveling around, right? Mm. They weren't making money at the time, right? I mean, but this, but yet they had to do what they were doing. Mm. You know, I mean, there's something that that I have about it's that, that where it's like I don't care. I'm do, I'm going to do what I'm going to do yeah. regardless of how much money I make at it. Yeah. Well, you've got to believe in well, the statement that this, you're making. This is true to a certain extent because you still have to live. So there is a balancing okay. point. You know, you have to you have to survive. But this is where I'm a huge fan of Duchamp, who said, "I hate Duchamp." He he's the godfather he ruined, of a lot of crappy art. He yard. ruined everything. He, yeah, he ruined he ruined modern civilization. But he is yeah. personally responsible for the atomic personally, bomb. Personally, yeah. For the atomic bomb. Yeah, he's personally responsible for the Mars rover. He He's personally it. responsible for everything that goes you on. You don't in like the show. I love him, but okay. I hate him. Yeah. He um one of the, one of my favorite quotes by him, and this isn't verbatim, but it was like if as an artist, 
do not rely on sales of your art to make to make a living. Like make a living doing something else. You know what? That, you know what it is. So that way you never have to sell out. You know what it is. What's that? It's a curse. You mean having to do something else? No, no. What he said, because he made that statement, and people start believing it, mm. and people start living by it, and people well, don't say. I don't know. I, I think it's a pretty good statement. No, I don't think so. Why not? Because it limits. Do you think you should? No, he's saying that just the opposite. He's saying that you're you're not limited because you like don't have to sell work. The, the thing is, the yeah. thing is, you cannot be un, independent in this world. You cannot be. Because you, you need to eat, you need to move, you need okay. to think. You, you know, whatever is created, it's not just created. You, you, you don't create there, there a vacuum. A, there was a person who tried to create just a toaster, you know, from scratch. And, you know, he managed in the end, but it was a, it was a huge undertaking. You have to, you know, get the, the plastics out of the ground yourself. You get the irons, ores out of the ground. So you have to do everything a yourself. Toaster? Yeah, just a simple toaster. A bread toaster. Okay. If you make that, all the materials in there, you have to get them somewhere. Yeah. You have to you have to know how to machine them. You have to know how to process them. You have to know how to put it together. So you cannot be uh, independent. So no, what Duchamp says there is a lie. You know, and it as I said, it's a curse, because because it thinks it makes an illusion of in, in, independence, and uh, I I believe wait, much wait, more. I, I believe you much. Mean the quote that I said. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm missing your point here completely. I'll, t- I'll try to. Because all, all he was saying is that as an artist, you shouldn't rely on selling your work to make a living. Instead, you should be doing something. I mean, a better approach would be to do something else for, for, for money for and make art not necessarily to sell because then you're not compromising your vision based on a sale or based on a, a series of sales. You're doing based it because this is what you that's really what want saying. to express. That's what I'm saying. It's a curse. It's a curse because if your expression is related to your interaction with the world, it's related to. And if you if you say, okay, you know, I want to be free, I want just to do my own thing, you're you're as much intertwined with everything as well. But the only thing you're doing is you're fooling yourself because you think, hey, I'm better than others because I can do what I want, and not not seeing where your wanting comes from, where your wanting is created, where your wanting is reflected from. Meaning, if you have this other side job, yeah. your desire and yeah, because the other thing is that side well, job. your energy drive. might be depleted. Because yeah, because that side job <laughs> will will change your energy, and instead of you integrating and say, okay, you know, I'm part of everything, and I'm gonna make what I believe, regardless of what you know, regardless of I sell or if I don't sell. But you know, if I sell, it's as valid an uh, option. And because the undertones in that statement is that, okay, you know, uh, uh, if you don't sell, yeah, it, it, it empowers, it's a, it's a I say, um, uh, no, I, I don't, I'm not gonna say it like that, but it, it's, uh, it empowers like, okay, it puts you in a superior position because you know, I'm not selling. I'm not selling out. I'm not selling, but I'm being true to myself. Mm-hmm. And what you're really saying, I'm fooling myself because I'm not resonating with the world. Because a sales, as much as anything, is a change of energy. And as soon as somebody commits to buying your work, you know, there must be a spark. There must be something which, which goes beyond you know, just the product, which goes beyond. If you shell out, I don't know how many you know, crowners, euros, dollars for a work, you know, you have, and the work you, you, know, you can't make a toast with it. You, know? 
you can't drive with it to someone. You just have it somewhere hanging as a reflection, as a mirror, as a as a as whatever you you make it to be. You know, that's a really big commitment. And and to to say that the sales of art, you know, is is limiting your your uh, expression, you know, then you don't understand expression. But but, but Picasso said Picasso's a jerk too. <laughs> but he, he he said exactly the same thing. Yeah. yeah. He said exactly the same thing that like he felt that he his creativity was completely stifled, was suppressed because he was selling work at the rate that he was selling that he knew that he became a brand hmm. and and he felt that that completely limited the innovation and the, the things that he could do as an artist because he, but he that's, was turning that's, out products. That's his problem. Well, that's his perspective. That's his problem because he could always choose to slow down. He could always choose to make less work. Well, of course, yeah. and he didn't. He 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 chose to churn out. He, his, so it's it, you know it's 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 easy to say for him. You know, mm -hmm. it's easy to say for well, him because know. he was selling like hell. You know? that that point is absolutely true. So, yeah, I stand by my point. Okay. But the, you, I mean, you can definitely have that version of it, but then you can also say that be, by being able to make money for my family, I can have this this other side when I come home at night or on the weekends. I can be completely free. This is the one place where I can. I'm not censored. I'm not. I mean, you could look at it that flip side too. Sure, sure. Fair I, totally I think that's what he meant. Side. That's how yeah, I interpreted it. Because that personally, I've had that experience. Mm -hmm. I did my job during the day, and at night it was like, ooh, I can go home and. I, you know, I, I made my own, I figured out how to make patterns on clothes and I made my own stuff because mm. I couldn't afford to go to school, but I wanted to do that and mm. I did it mm. and I can only take it to a certain level, but, but, you know, so mm. I, I get this, what he's saying on a personal experience. Well, I, I mean, I, I really think that Duchamp was really saying that it's, it shouldn't, what you're doing shouldn't be about the sale. Sure, it shouldn't enough. be about the sale. But he said a lot more in that statement. How you how you said it, and I, mm -hmm. I've I've read many of his one-liners. Yeah. And the problem with that is, you know, he said very. Well, he's trying to be very provocative. No, the, the thing is, you know, he said them, uh, not believing anybody would would listen to him. You know, he was pretty well unknown till just shortly before he died. You know, he was nobody mm -hmm. knew about him. You know, so he was saying these things to friends and whatever, and they somehow wrote it down and picked up, and now it's completely blown yeah. out of proportion. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not against what he said no, when I he said it, but I'm, I'm against kind of the way how it's phrased and programmed because mm -hmm. it's, it's creating myth again, mm -hmm. you know, and it's creating, it's creating patterns out of these myths, how, how a lot of artists behave and how a lot of artists think, you know, because it is, uh, uh, you know, it's still dirty to sell. And and it's it, and it should it, it also should be if you think you know the 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 how you say the um, the num if you look at I was looking at the Vanderdam uh, paintings in at Christie's you know and then that specific day where they had these three objects they sold for eighty five million pounds worth of art it's one day you know I think the the biggest day they had in art sales was I think almost closer to a billion or something ridiculous like on a single day where they where it has nothing to do with art anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and that part is killing the art, sure. Mm -hmm. But selling a piece of art, you know, that is, you know, that is, uh, in my, my opinion, as valid, as strong 
a, a part of making art, mm-hmm. you know, as anything else. And I don't mean these, you know, these these ridiculous numbers, you know, I, you know right. everything within within a uh, within a reasonable scale where. You know, where there's a di- direct exchange of, of, of energy. Because these, these ridiculous numbers, they don't go to the artist, you know. No, of course. Oh, they, they, I think they start in, in the States, they have now a thing that for royalties for artists, if there's resales, right. where it goes. That just, that just came That's through. been in California for a while. Yeah. If, they're, if, the, if, let's say, New York just resold, yeah. then the artist is supposed to be getting a portion of that. Yeah. Like a percentage, of some percentage of it, yeah. Which is, you know, the funny thing. I had this idea a couple of years ago, and everybody was just looking at me. Yeah, right. You know that that doesn't work. Like, you yeah, know, you're gonna get paid more because your art is more worth. You know, and yeah, and I was like, uh, yeah, you're right, but still, you know, <laughs> it would be nice, right? Yeah. And you know, everybody else is using that scheme, so why shouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, so so I think that exchange of energy is. A, as an important part of, of what you're doing because it also validates what you do in a different mm-hmm. way than it does that you're kind of kind of oh, yeah. kind of putting yourself like okay I'm doing this because I believe in it but it says hey what I'm doing is actually a bit more than I just want this is something which resonates on a larger scale which has has a, people are actually responding to it yes yeah yes and not just saying oh that's a nice picture but saying hey wow this is so nice there's I something wanna, I relate to I want to I want to own this so I can look at it at it you know right. a lot Right, and that's what I was saying earlier about, you know, what's the difference between contemporary art and contemporary music? There's an, to me, there's an absolutely no difference. It's just different form, different medium, but it's an ex, it's a contemporary expression, right? I mean, mm. yeah, it, it's con- yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, he, no, he, to, no, not to go back. It, it, there is a difference, and this is the same. Uh, it, it, it's a slight difference. I mean, it's the same movements you do as a creative person, you know, no matter where you are. If you're a designer, if you're uh, even even a business person, you know, has creative decisions to make and creative solutions to find, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the same in everything. But as a musician, you're playing the same songs over and over again. As an artist, you know, you... But you, there's two different sides to being a musician. If you're because, an uncle, wow, okay, you make the same painting over and over, but even that painting is different every time. Well, but, but you, there's something that's different there because a musician is oftentimes not only a songwriter, but they're also a performer. So mm-hmm. they're, doing, they're wearing two hats where an artist might not, a visual artist might not be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's yeah, where the that's performance comes in. Mm-hmm. That's where the performance comes in, but they're writing one song for example, mm. and then performing it hundreds yeah, and hundreds so, so of there, times. So there, there are, let's say, let's let's put it on the edge. I think they're just but, apples and oranges. And yeah, that's but, no, but let's put it on the edge. Yeah, okay, when they write a song, they're an artist, and then they're a performer. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they're performing artists as they're as yeah. they're you know they're I say rightfully said. And as I said, it's very important what you are, and you know, creating that one song which which changes everything. You know, is very valuable but it's just you know the song itself is the excrement it's that moment in time which created that Mm -hmm. you know that one one piece and then it's the repetition of or the distribution of it's the distribution after that yeah and and there's a difference in art because the distribution is literally you know like you guys uh, you you come with a couple of boxes of works Mm -hmm. you know you literally have to drag the works here unless we're making prints yeah, but then, then it, right, but because then, then I mean, then you are making reproductions. 
Exactly. Of, then of you that. work with But a lot of artists then don't you do turn that, in, yeah. Then you do make calendars, postcards, copy marks, etc. Sure. Is that the rock star of the world? Yeah, that's, you know, that's the Van Goghs, the, the Koons. I mean, somebody that's figured out how to, how to market their work. But and there's another, again, there's another side to that, too, because then, you know, uh, a lot of, a lot, I've heard this a lot, people compare Jeff Koons or think about Jeff Koons in relation to... Um, well, Jeff Koons is quite similar to a Rembrandt. Well, okay, but there's, there's somebody else, too. Um, why can't I think of his name? Um, he's American. He, he killed himself recently. Mike Kelly, no. No, I wish it was... Uh, <laughs> No, uh, no, he's he's not respected at all in the art world. In fact, he's really. Oh, are you talking about what's um, his name? Painter of Light. Yeah, the painter of shite. That's his name. <laughs> um, Kincaid. Yeah, Thomas, Thomas Kincaid. Kincaid. Oh, yeah, he's heard like that in, name. in uh, name. shopping malls all over. Yeah. And what he what he would do is he would make a paint like one painting, and it would be um, he would always say that he's. Um, He's an impressionist, you know, that he's doing these impressionist paintings. And he had a million of these sales pitches, you know. Oh, yeah. And one of them was he called himself the painter of light. And um, just went he, through the art books, what was sticking in. It, basically, yeah. right. And you do like, you know, like a, it was like a sunset with a, like a little cabin. Almost like a Norman Rockwell setting kind of. Like it, it had a feel like Norman a nostalgic Rockwell. Nostalgic American. Very nostalgic. Or a little European Bob Ross. type. Comes to mind. I love Bob Ross, by the way. Yeah. Bob Ross, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. But they are very Bob. But they're better than Bob Ross, though. Mm. Hey, but not much. Hey, sorry. Yeah, hey. The, Bob I, Ross, I think there's come still. On. I, I, I mean, I never thought I'd say. <laughs> that's like the most that. positive thing I've ever heard him say. But, but the guy. Okay, so the guy would do one painting, <laughs> and then from that painting, you know, there's a calendar. There is. Uh, coffee mugs, you know, it's on, magnets, you, you reproduce the magnets, magnets. He, they're like everywhere. And then in addition to it, he would do an inkjet print of it and then, you know, send it to China with, you know, like hundreds of, of little exploited kids are putting brush strokes on the, on the inkjet print. And then they come back to him, he signs everyone. He does an addition of 500. Yeah. And, you know, able and so the, the painting now is like a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar painting. And then he's selling each print for like ten thousand dollars. This is in your house. No, this is not in my house. But we were talking about Bob Ross. This I saw this somewhere. I thought I did, too. Your you studio? saw it in the studio. Yes. Yeah. It was in your studio today. This was my one hour not oil that, painting. Not that, not that. It, your one hour different. oil painting? Nice. No. Something different now. You it's to piss off painters. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, yeah. Back to Brilliant Orange. You know, there there was a, a artist duo, a Russian artist duo, who who did like this uh, thing where they asked questions around the world, what people wanted as art. You know, what they thought. You know, how good art piece would look like. You know, and everybody came up with this semi-national romantic things with some animals and some you know some quirky things in between so the only country which wanted something abstract was the dutch oh really yeah that's interesting yeah and of course it resonated really good in this, yeah. the whole point he was making in the book but uh, yeah. okay so this is a uh, uh this i'm is excited thomas i'm excited thomas you're okay. excited oh that's beautiful yeah it'd look great on a coffee cup 
Okay. No, I, I'd like to have it like, you know, four by five meters or something. It I'm sure you big. could make an inkjet print that big. Yeah. yeah. But, but the guy was, oh I mean, God. he was very, so people compare or, oh you know, God. often this want is, to compare this is really, Kincaid this is. to Coons. To and both of them, I mean, but there's a clear but difference. Coons is on the smart side, and this is just on the... Completely, yeah. Yeah, Coons is using kitsch, you know, deliberately, and yeah. this person... Is not kitsch. sure what kitsch is, he or makes, what He kitsch makes is. kitsch. He, he knows exactly yeah. what it is. I mean, I look at it. I mean... Yeah, you can't take a look at it. I was... I was <laughs> yeah. Is that what you expected? No, I, it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. I thought it. Yeah. If you said it's I think, better, it's, no, I, I mean, think Bob Ross is better. I disagree. Uh, Bob Ross is better. I disagree. Yeah. I think I think this is better than Bob. I mean, in terms of like, like marketing actual paint, levels. not not marketing, just painting itself, like on a technical level. I think he is much better than Bob Ross. Mm. I think they're horrible paintings, but I think he's better than Bob Ross. Oh, what, oh a, what, man. A, what a great discussion. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You've got to see this. Expand on this. You've got to see this one. Oh, my this God. This is great. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, yeah. No, it's not better than Bob Ross. I'm sorry. Maybe technically. See, I think so. Technically, I think maybe, technically, yeah, it's better than this Bob is, Ross. This is like an, air, this is like an airbrush painting style almost. Oh, and Bob Ross isn't? No, I mean, sure, sure it is, but without airbrush. You know, uh, Bob Ross has has a more, uh, I say, harmonic feel of color. This is all over the place color wise. This is all. It's like, garish. This is this is all over the. I mean, the compositions in Bob Ross are are reasonably okay, you know, and you know it's all it's all tricks and all all whatnot. But it's you know it's more balanced than this because this is just all over the place. Sorry. So, you hurt my feelings. Yeah, you hurt my feelings. You said this <laughs> that, so you're you're even, right? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Comparing, yeah, apples and pears, right? This is really funny. Wow. Oh man, uh, it's so hard. Nobody can. <laughs> He's all, I it's It's really funny because everybody listening has to Google like hell now because yeah. you know, we're talking and looking but, at pictures. Yeah. And... We're we're enlightening here. God. <laughs> well. Yeah. First, I have to make it to the three hours and 90 minute mark. <laughs> three hours and what? 90 90. minutes. Is that where we're at? Yes, yeah, where oh, we're at. Wow. Maybe, maybe we should... Uh, wrap it up? Uh, yeah, maybe we should wrap it up. I think We could do a part like two. Good, uh, yeah, part two. hell yeah. But that one we did have to do in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. I'll bring my equipment and we'll do it one there. Oh, man, I forgot about these. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, on that bombshell, I wish you good night and oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh my god, yeah. All right, thank you for listening. If you managed to come this far, and uh, <laughs> if you managed to come this and, far, uh, uh, well, uh, till next time. We want to say um, thank you to everybody out in Radio Land. Yes, yes. Any last words? Any last words? Goodbye. 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 Radio.